then I would do that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Do all of that, all of those things. What would you do? Well, because people kill always go, oh, you wouldn't kill it. Oh, yeah, definitely. But, yeah, if, if, that's, if that's your only problem, then I'll just go and kill it. <laughs> just go and kill something. Definitely. I'd, like to know, I'd like to know how to do a proper snare. and. See, my problem is I would have no idea how to. I'm amazed yeah. that that is a part of your survival thing. Yeah, no, it totally you know is. Yeah, to yeah. Do yeah. That. I'm, I'm a bit into this crap. Um, oh, I'd love to. Oh, yeah, but I don't know how to I'm do it. See, most of my survival loose with the wire and then tie it to a tie something. I mean, it's easy. And then it just walks into it. My yeah, survival plans are all based around how to get into it. The moment society crashes, I know where all the pharmacies are. Yeah. I know how to break in. I'm on a ninth floor, so I could hold out yeah. for quite That's a while. Good. Do you know how to make it in the absence of? I also know someone who works yeah, on the protein. I could get plasma to purify it. I could get the columns. I could get a pump. I could within five months, given how close I am to my lab, depending on how clear the streets were, I could set up an insulin purification facility. Depending on how clear the streets were. Can you... Yeah. And after my yeah. own heart. <laughs> can, you, can you harvest from a, from a living I donor? couldn't. Could you... Uh, that would be difficult. Could you... Um, I would ever, not be setting up... adapt evolutionarily like, like tombs from the X-Files and then eat people's insulin the way he used to eat bile while squeezing through type spaces? I'm recording Probably this, not. Yeah. I'm wondering if I, I started could... recording when Lydia was talking about killing stuff. <laughs> oh, podcast! Yes! <laughs> right, this is a special podcast that we're doing. I've just started the podcast. Sorry, I didn't give any warning, but that's fine. <laughs> okay. I, you both look <laughs> no, that's a good opening. Okay. Right. Yeah, so we're doing podcasts. But this isn't like the normal ones, because we've, we've talk, talked to you before. Hello. And we haven't talked to you before, because you don't no, do you anything. Haven't. But we've had you... <laughs> I don't do anything, it's true. Yeah. Well, you do, but you don't do anything that you can sort of come and demonstrate for no, the listening no, horde. Really. Um, but we get, this is going to be our review of the year. We're going to say stuff that we was good of the year. Mm-hmm. In, in, we're all going to say stuff that was good of the year. And to be honest, I think we've got probably people who are not really qualified <laughs> to say that. <laughs> Just... I live in a lab. I spend Tom all my time in a lab. 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 You, um, you... I've mainly been watching films and listening to music from the 80s. From the 80s, yeah. It's yeah. perfect. It didn't have to be from this year, you said. Well, no, that, that, I, yeah, but I invented that rule okay. to accommodate Lydia. <laughs> um, and myself, I've also not listened to any music from this year. I've been listening to trance all music, so uh, from 2000. From 2000, yeah. Which <laughs> is terrible, isn't it, really? Yeah. No, it's fine. Um, it's better. It's more sensible. I, I'll be listening to current dance music as well. Current dubstep. As well. I listen to the new Lady Gaga song. Oh, which one? That's... That one. That one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> listen to one that has been released. Yeah, quite I like quite that. like the Venus one. I quite like that. <laughs> Venus. Uranus. Don't you know my yes is famous? I like that one. <laughs> it's got a silly Good. line in it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I quite like her. It's gone quiet since I've started recording. Yeah. It was very energetic before when we were all talking about who Lydia would kill. And, uh, but anyway, yes, we've no. got we've got Lydia Snowden and we've got Tom Wiley again, and they've come to be, Tom be on our podcast. Podcast hasn't come out yet, so yeah, but that's true. This will probably go out before your podcast. Mm. Oh, so I shouldn't. I should Are not make references. To the right like yeah, spoilers. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's, you can spoil you can spoil your podcast if you want. Go and give away what happens to the end. Um, we it's decided like, that science is evil, didn't we? No. Did we? decided it was good. Oh, no, I think we did in the end, yeah, but you said I'd made a convincing case. We've done a podcast with Tom that's coming up, which is going to be, um, which is a very, very in-depth look at structural biology. And uh, I'm very proud of that, I think. It's one of the best things I've done this year, and it's a shame it's not going to go out this year, because if it did (laughs) go out this year, it would be podcast of the year. Uh, But as it's not, because it will not go out until next year, what is podcast of the year? Um, Not counting this one. It's Specific not. <laughs> or like the series? 
Uh, anything. I, I, there are literally no. See, rules. I, I really, really like um, because it's, it's it looks. Uh, it's called. I think I mentioned it last month. Idle Thumbs, the podcast about you video did. games. Have you have you had a listen to any of them? No, or no. That's how much I respect your opinion. Thank you. That's <laughs> fair enough. That's about no, as much I, as I, 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 I in fact will listen to it because I, I um, intend no, no, to. And that's got the Steve Gaynor one. Though. Yeah. Well, he used to be on it, and they've got um, the rights to the Walking Dead, the game, which was a very big thing last year. Um, and it is just a very irreverent look at the production of video games, the insides, and the ones that have come out that are more experimental, because the main way I find games is listening to podcasts, and I found a lot of things I enjoyed through that. Mm. Is but, it yeah. of any interest to people who are not interested in games? No. No. Okay, well, there it is. That's... I think most of what I say is going to have very little... Most of my things of the year are going to have limited interest. Yeah, but yeah, that, but that might no, that's widen the best people's horizons yeah. a little bit. You never know. They might decide next year is the year that they get into computer games, right. or science. <laughs> It's probably getting to the point where people will be able to get into computer games who would previously not have got into yeah. computer games. I think I suppose the code is a bit limiting if you didn't always do the code. Yeah. Um, no, I mean people get into playing them. Oh, playing them. Oh, I thought you meant, I thought you meant the code of playing yeah, them, but yeah. so things like first-person view yeah. and no, learning to interact definitely that problem with them. Oh, yeah. yeah. I do still... It's weird, because I still struggle with the... I really struggle with the fighting. Yeah. I struggle getting coordinated, and I find the mutant rat jumping in my face kind of just terrifying we'll get onto that with our game of the year section (laughs) but in the meantime we're doing podcast of the year we've got Tom's which is the Idle Thumbs podcast Uh, you can probably find that searching Lydia what is your favourite podcast of the year okay well I like Radio Lab and Freakonomics but those are more but to go for a slightly weirder one Mm. Mysterious Universe which is about paranormal activities <laughs> um, and it's mostly and the people on it are slightly they are the people there's two Australian guys um, they are sceptical but they believe lots of things that I don't necessarily believe mm. for example the proof of outer body experiences and I was listening to one the other day about children who have lived past lives right what happened in it um, what have they lived well, they there's like then they talk about situations where oh, but what about this case where the person where the child had been born whilst the other person was still alive, whose life they were supposed to have lived, <laughs> and then you sort of and then it's these really so serious they, professors. Do they, do they, they accept the premise and then investigate from yeah, that basis? Yeah, they sort of they're slightly more gullible than a normal person, <laughs> <laughs> but still sceptical. So. It's still interesting to listen to. Mm. It's good. I enjoy it. Well, because because I, I value your opinion more than Tom's. I've actually listened to that one since you told me to. And uh, yeah, it's good. It's fun. That's not true. I'm just being horrible for That's no fine. reason. Um, <laughs> but I because I, to be honest, she told me that ages ago. When I yeah, I did. And uh, but yeah, it, it's all right. I enjoyed that. It's good. I was getting into um, how did this get made recently, which is a podcast where there's just some. So, I mean, they're kind of dicks, but like, you know, just most podcasts, <laughs> it's basically dicks talking about stuff. That is what this is, and that's what many of the. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, how did this get made is some dicks, and what they talk about is they talk about bad films they've seen, and uh, just in extreme detail. And there's one episode which is about uh, The Devil's Advocate with Keanu oh, Reeves. Oh, yeah, I remember that film. Is, it's a great, well, I love that film because it's awful, but like, they kind of really nail exactly why that film is terrible. <laughs> in that they, they're still just going on about how it's like um, the kind of film you'd come up with if you were just a guy hanging around in a cigar shop. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, women and asses. And, and, it's, and yeah, it's, it's like an hour of just taking the piss out of The Devil's Advocate. I really enjoyed that. It sounds like fun. Yeah, it's good. I highly recommend that. Julia, got any? Um, it's difficult, really, because actually probably 
this year I haven't listened to as many I mean I listen to all the usual ones like Radio Lab which is still wonderful I listened to lots of Radio Lab this year um, mm. on night shifts and stuff I mean are we, are, um, working, are we working on the basis that everyone has heard Radio Lab probably and we still need to listen to it yeah. and not of like yeah I always see people sharing it who I wouldn't expect to yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's like, is, it, what, is, it, is it is recommending it a bit like going you know you really should check out yeah. The Wire yeah <laughs> like, I think it is yeah so I think we can't really recommend it really. yeah if you, have, if you haven't heard of Radio Lab it's at the point now where you have to pretend you have so if I were to say hey have you checked out Radio Lab you have to go of course <laughs> even if you haven't so like we, we can't really recommend that yeah but it is good isn't it? Uh, yeah it's, I think it's just the, they're very good at podcasts unlike the ted hour which is awful yeah she's an awful podcast yeah i stopped listening to those i hate ted anyway it's because he's got that tone of voice where everything is up for question but is it really and it's like every that fucking bloke who does it everything he says on that podcast he does in exactly the same way as if like but then they looked that maybe it was something else and it's like always this little pause and then the fucking question it's like oh sounds like Jan Marsh in the Brady Bunch. Jan. He does sound like Jan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jan Brady. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Who's Jan Marsh? Jan Brady. Jan Brady. Brady sorry. Yeah, he sounds like Jan Brady. Yeah. 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 <laughs> what? What? Marsha? Marsha? Yeah. Yeah. I'd like you to be my boyfriend. George Glass. <laughs> that is basically the, 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 the tone of the yeah. Ted radio. I hate Ted. I think Ted is over now. I've decided. It's you do see, I, I never really got into it, but I saw some good stuff a few years ago and then weird stuff recently. I can't remember, I just remember seeing one of, oh, what was it? They just made me go, wait, what? I think what it, became, it became self-parody. I mean, there was yeah. a few years where it was really interesting and everything mm. would be like, you know, you'd usually find something and then it just became this inspirational shit yeah. of like people yeah. going, oh, being pathetic is amazing now. And it's like... just yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's because the, like, the first batch of them were really good and then they started to... Let less good and less interesting people. Maybe, that's it. It. Maybe it they've run out of good people. Yeah, so like the overall quality just and now that's not true though because I haven't I done they, it. Yeah, and I think also <laughs> what happens with those things is, is they, well, quite often you allow other people in who aren't as good at curating yeah. and finding. Whereas Radio Lab is consistently gracious and delicate yeah. and because it's, it's, it's the two well researched, the two people they, in control. Exactly, they're very very good at it, and they and you get you get a very strong impression that they care about it being interesting, and it, if it isn't interesting, it doesn't go out. Like yeah. it's not you know, and that's kind of what you need. That's why it's so good. That's why. It's did so you listen to that one, which was about the first radio thing they ever did, and it was so. awful, yeah. like really shit. Right. And they listened back to it, and the people that they submitted it to were going. Can you see why it's bad? And they were going, we still think it's good. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and it made me feel sort of good about any yeah. project that I'm trying to do. Yeah. <laughs> I think also they, they managed to get people to talk who probably wouldn't otherwise by being gracious. And that, I think that's that's kind of what you want. That's like a good a good journalist would do that. Yeah, I think it's because the kind of people that they are, people want to talk I, to them who I, wouldn't want to talk yeah, to exactly, them exactly yeah. I think they feel compelled to live up to their own self-regard yeah because like, most people you know, I think the TED Radio app is very self-regarding and self-important but it doesn't live up to it and I think Radio Lab they, they've gone well we are very self-regarding and self-important and we are presenting something which is you know, in a, you know we, we're going to go have little moments of silence and like little sound effects and all that stuff's going to happen and we're not we're going to take that seriously but if we want to do that which we do we're going to have to be really good 
to justify it. And I think they've kind of they've given themselves that target. Like they have to. If, if they, they've said, well, if we're gonna if we're gonna take ourselves this seriously, we're gonna have to be really good. And I think like something like the TED Radio app has gone well. We're just gonna take ourselves really seriously, no matter what shit we're churning out. Yeah. Like, I'll tell you what the best thing about Radio Lab is though is that every now and then you'll get one of their programs where they surprise you really mm. surprise you and they they managed to do that on a radio show on a podcast which is very impressive like they managed yeah. to kind of like you'll be with the story completely all the way and you'll and then suddenly it'll completely change and you are completely stunned by this change <laughs> I think and I think we should stop talking about much better podcasts yes. than this one. <laughs> I think we are um we are risking making people go yeah it's a good point why am I listening to it? um <laughs> So let's, move, let's do game of the year then. Let's do that. Let's let's because Tom, you know far too much about this. Yeah, so I could I... probably give you a top ten. Um, really, my favourite game of the year. I make you give do a top ten. Okay, let me think. Okay, the game of the year is probably one that was actually released about four years ago for the first time as a flash game okay. called Spelunky. Right. Which is the thing that I've liked most about this year in games generally is there's been a big indie revival or a big a big sort of outpouring of indie stuff which has been more publicised in the past five years. Sure. And this year, that wave has embraced roguelike mechanics. Mm-hmm. I don't know, I should probably explain that, which is yeah, essentially... Yeah, getting a bit specific. I know, I know, I know. So it's the kind of game where, normally when people think of games, you have five lives, when you get hurt too much, you lose one. In this, if you get hurt too much, that wipes your entire progress. And it adds an element well, I feel of like risk reward. a bit of a dick. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely, 100%. Mm. Um, so I think I think it was released this year... Um, or first for the first on sort of PC like wide wider audience is Belunky, and it's it's basically Indiana Jones. You go down, you get ropes, you explore. It's like a two D two D platformer, like a Mario game. But the fact that there's this risk reward that you have to work through, and you can die on the first five seconds, or you can have runs that last half an hour, and you'll just go through and get better and better and better. Like tennis. Um, <laughs> No. no. Sorry, no, not, not I don't know like why I said that. At all. Yeah. <laughs> Probably the least like tennis thing I've ever I think I was trying to be surprising. <laughs> You're not, we can't be as good as Radio Lab because I can't be asked to edit it. So it's never going to. It's like, but what she found was it was like tennis. Like, no, it's not going to work. <laughs> it's never going to be good. Um, so, carry on. Okay. <laughs> Um, but you can so yeah you can get to this point where you have everything you could possibly want and then in a second it's gone just and you get and you just like life like life indeed yeah don't do a top 10 that's too many it is it's too many for the people who don't okay well I'll I'll, do two more two more okay two more games Um, I think XCOM which is an expansion. So I've not played XCOM. I hear XCOM is very good. Yeah, it's the expansion from a game last year. And again, it's because it has... I mean, I, I really like this mechanic where you can lose because I like challenging myself. And if you lose and you just respawn, it kind of... I'm, I'm, I'm very much a goals-driven person, which is why science appeals to me and it's why certain games appeal to me because I like challenging and meeting or failing to meet that challenge and yeah. working through it, which is why, much as I loved it as a narrative experience, I wouldn't have Bioshock in my, in my sort of top games of the year because it, it's a fantastic game but it doesn't it was a fantastic 12 hours a really good 12 hours but I like a little bit extra so I think I'd probably go Spelunky did you play it on the 1999 mode? I didn't I kept meaning to go back and see I, did, I didn't I played it on the well the medium I think but yeah I think I played it on hard 
to make it last sort of right. for, for a few days. Okay. <laughs> no, no, because I, I... The thing is, I don't care about all that stuff. I just, like... <laughs> I yeah, no, I know. Like, I get nothing from that at all. And it's not, I mean, okay. seriously, I, I kind of... That, that roguelike thing, I don't... It doesn't really appeal to me. It just kind of puts me off. Cause I, kind of, I know. Cause I, suppose, I suppose because... I do like challenges, but not that, not challenges that not I vicious challenges. Well, it's, I think, are they? Is there a sense in which those challenges are artificially constructed just to be a challenge? And is that really a challenge, or is that? Well, they're definitely artificially constructed, but I mean, is, is that a challenge worth challenging feel... oneself to take? If, if the challenge, if the the reward to the challenge is just, if it's designed to be a challenge, it's almost not really a challenge. It's Even if the, if the reward is beating the challenge. Yeah, I suppose I'm just kind of well. I mean, I, 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 like, I like challenges, but I, I suppose they're kind of challenges that exist without you know being what? purposefully created to be a challenge yeah see I'm, I'm trying to think of the other I think I'd probably have a game called Rogue Legacy mm-hmm. which is like this mechanics but you keep everything after you die and you build up you lose everything you had on that particular one and it builds up on levels and levels and levels uh, yeah so it's like Buddhism it's reincarnation. You 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 play someone and then you play one of their three children and you pick based yeah. on different attributes and it goes down a family tree and it's really... It... Oh, sorry, I could go on for hours about games. This, this is a thing. That's okay. Um, I will you stop get... you when, when you... When I've, had, yeah. when I've done too much. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting because they have different attributes that affect the gameplay. So there's... Uh, oh, what is there? There's dwarves who are slightly smaller. There's giants who are bigger and have bigger reach. And you have all these different things. Some, some of which range from, like, oh... What's it called? There's one where I think it's I think it's just Tourette's where when you hit something you'll get damaged instead of ouch it comes out with exclam like expletives mm. and things like that. So much is just funny, yeah. and I I just like that that's the way it goes. I like yeah, the, yeah. the things like that that just what's that one called? You get di- uh, Rogue Legacy. Rogue Legacy, and it's like a roguelike except that there's an end game. There is a point at which you beat the game. Right. Whereas Spelunky, I well you can beat it, but you have to be like. You have to play it for years, or uh, mm. there are people who just have been playing this game since it was released every day. They have this thing called the daily challenge because the world is randomly generated each time you play it. Yeah, and they release one set world that everyone can play once, and people challenge themselves and play against friends on that, mm-hmm. which isn't something I've done because my gaming friends don't play this particular game very much. But yeah, um, sounds a lot of effort to be honest. It is, yeah. <laughs> This is it, sounds, thing. it sounds it sounds amazing if that's if that you, but within possibly quite a narrow yeah yeah field of appeal because I mean, obviously this thing that's happened in games they they are you one of these people who thinks it, that they should stop making them popular no no absolutely not I I love that it's becoming much more mainstream hmm. but I will still be someone who probably fits into a very small niche because I love that thing that's games. happened this year with with games where they've they've become. Um, it's almost like the promise that what, what people have been saying for twenty years yeah. is, oh yeah, games. They're like where um, cinema was with Birth of a Nation, and and you know we're going to get this thing, and it hasn't it hasn't really been. It's just kind of been bigger and bigger Space Marines, and then yeah. this year, but I mean, this year I kind of feel like that's kind of started to change a bit. That actually people are starting to make like, uh, art movies is... and Metropolis and stuff. They are like because I think I suppose I think of Bioshock as kind of the Metropolis moment in games, like kind of this weird German artiness, yeah, yeah, and then like, but then this indie physics, thing. Yeah. So now you've had, like, I suppose, I mean, everyone's talking about Papers, Please, because Charlie Brooker said yes. it on the telly. But you know, it also is really good. Amazing, yeah. but it is really great, Papers, Please. Well, I've been really into that. Um, it's, uh, that's the one where you play the... To the Moon. But To the yeah. Moon, which is, I think I don't think it came out this year, but it's definitely the game. It was two I've years played, ago, but yeah. But it's the game of, my game of the year, definitely. I played it. I, and I, Julia's I, game yeah, of the year. Yeah, I, I played it, found it easy to play. I, kind of, I mean, that's, that, that sounds sort of... 
like I'm going to use the argument that girls can't do it, which I don't think is true. I think it's probably a lot more to do with hours put in. Yeah. In that um, my brother... Is it true that game, the girls are actually most gamers now, if you include like casual games on Facebook? It's it's a well-known, yeah. Most the average gamer is a middle-aged woman, Candy I think. Crush, I think. Yeah. 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 But, no, but in terms of like, it's just where you yeah. define games, that the person, mm. the person who is most... People who play games most are middle-aged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah no, they do. They talk, and yeah. especially PC games as well. Like all the all the ladies on the night shift, they all oh yeah, we play the Candy Crush and I play my, yeah. play my, my It's a Facebook game. You know, like that's they, how it's yeah, happened. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're all playing those, and it's like a definite feature of them. Their new I don't wonder if the, well, the, the reason we've seen this, which I agree, this trend that is becoming much more interesting this year than it has been, hmm. is that. There was over the past five years. There's been this base building. There's been sort of a base level where everyone Facebook games came out what about five years ago. They started yeah, really being popularised, yeah, yeah. and maybe it's now starting because previously it was so niche. As someone who's been interested in this, like yeah, yeah, for most of my life, I've seen it build up on. Well, I suppose there was Braid, yeah, and there was, and I suppose for years, I mean, because whenever whenever Braid came out, and then for years I was going, oh Braid, we've got to play yeah. Braid, and then. But then, and I sort of remember thinking, "Oh, Braid, that's the start." I mean, clearly, we'll just get nothing but Braid from now on. And then, really, it didn't. I mean, people were talking about Fez and everything else that was in that film, yeah. Movie, but like, mm, I didn't really get on with that. And like, I just, but I think this year you've got you've got like Papers Please, and then like To the Moon's kind of got a wider audience this year, even if it, I know it didn't come out, but it's kind of spread out and like to the point yeah. where. We were all playing, I mean, crying all the water out of our bodies. Yes. A lot of people have been talking about Gone Home, which actually... I need to play. I, I've well, heard I played things. Yeah, I played it. And I, I remember I, you said, yeah. And, I, and to be honest, I... Yeah, I mean, my thing with Gone Home is I think it's that you get all these blogs which are kind of within the zeitgeist of, of whiny um, journalism talking about the things they wish games would be like. And I think Gone, Gone Home is exactly what we all said yeah. we wanted. It's like, you know, it's... It's this exploration. It's, it addresses it addresses themes that of like teenage lesbianism, which again, I think teenage lesbianism is quite an easy theme to address. I mean, people talk about it as if it's incredibly brave to address that, but yeah, you know, I don't think men have ever had much trouble addressing teenage <laughs> lesbianism. They fucking love it. Um, but, and I, I, mean, I don't think it's as brave I, as I all would that. Agree, but I think I think the team who made it actually includes several. Absolutely, yeah, it does. But I thought that I thought it speaking. was so. What I thought about it was it was precisely what we said we wanted, but it wasn't what we meant. It was because there are things in it like the house is too big. Like the house, no one lives in a house that big. It's ridiculous. And so, like, but it, it's a necessary part of. It's supposed to be this sort of step forward in like realism when, when there's no ghosts but it's still or monsters. A construct. It's still but a very it's, it's clear very clearly a construct. Yeah. The house is fucking massive, and like, it takes you two hours to explore the house. Like, it doesn't take two hours to explore a house. So it's kind of there's all kinds of things about it. And I just thought, where well, something like to the moon, which genuinely like destroyed me, and I was like sort of sitting in front of the computer. And yeah, you know, and they've got about the same level of gameplay as yeah. each other. But to the moon, it's like this incredible thing. And they, I just thought, gone home, just kind of left me a bit like, yeah, you're just telling you're telling a story that like Lilia forever told, or, or you know that it's not it's not doing or, something like, interesting. Lilia told that story more yeah. funnily and interesting. I don't think you've. I don't think the fact that I've pieced it together by looking around the house isn't necessarily... So the amazing. interactivity doesn't add to it. it but then I think the same about GTA. It. I think GTA is far too filmic and has yeah. no agency in it and therefore would never be... I don't, you know, it's fine, but like, I, I feel the lack of agency in those Rockstar games is kind of something that... It's not doing anything new. It's just making films in a different way. Yeah. And I think oh, that's Home, home yeah. I kind of think, is the same as that. But a lot of people disagree. A lot of people disagree. I mean, it's, it's a... It's a as so someone who sort of follows this almost more than I play the games these days, I read about games more than I yeah. have time to play them, which has changed in the past couple of years since I started the PhD. 
I've, I've missed out on so much that's on my list of things to do. So To the Moon and Gone Home are both at the top, and Papers, Please are the three at the top of that list at the mm. moment. And I just... To the Moon's definitely, definitely, I mean, it, it didn't take me that long to play yeah. either. I played it in an evening, I think. It's like two or, two or three evenings. Oh, really? Two or three okay. evenings. Yeah, but not long in terms of, like, you know, I played it on my PC and, like, on my laptop. And, yeah. Um, but they, they managed to make you, like, the, oh, it's, really, it's really good. Like, it's really, to, like, yeah. like in, in, in the same way that, um, in the same way that if you're someone who doesn't play computer games but you watch one of the Bioshock mm. games, you kind of go, this is really amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, because it's got ideas in it and stuff, To the Moon's got ideas in it that are kind of... And, and it's just pixels, but mm. they're all pixelated characters, but you really care about them. And... I think the, the key is to present an idea that your agency will change your perspective on it. No, what... actually, that's not really true to the main To the Moon has very little gameplay. I mean, like, okay. it's, it's this isometric... Um, JRPG style thing, and it's yeah. like, but in terms of like gameplay, you really don't do anything. You just click on the dialogue. But at the same time, I think that's an absolutely necessary part of the narrative. If you weren't the person clicking the narrative, mm. you, you wouldn't have the same effect. Yeah. If you well, were I mean, just... the agency, more not, more not agency as in choice between things, but just the fact that you're doing it. Yeah, participation. Is... Huh? Just the participation. Yeah, yeah. That's why I feel the Bioshock games. I mean, obviously no spoilers, but the two sort of big moments in them wouldn't have felt anything like as big I don't think if they were movies and we can't really no you see it. I think Bioshock genuinely is doing something that I mean especially the original Bioshock the, the way um, that yeah, the twist so worked in that infinite. Was, but, but the way the original twist worked in Bioshock was something that you know can only worked at all because you were a player playing it. Yeah, but yeah. Like, and I think I think Infinite lived up to it. And I thought Infinite was amazing. I just yeah. kind of think it was like, but you know, in terms no, likewise, of things that yeah, yeah. I can recommend. I'm sure if you wanted to play that, you have. But if you, but you know, I would recommend that you play Papers Please yep. into the Moon. And you know, I think you should play Gone Home because it's probably promising it's worth, yeah, something that will happen in the future. But uh, I, I didn't like it that much. Yeah, did you? What was your game of the year? Um, well, you've been very loud and participatory in, in that debate. The, um, if in the first part. half of this year, I watched my friend Jake play Hitman Absolution <laughs> all the way through. Yeah. Which, um, because when, because I sort of started, um, watched, I started being there when he was playing the game, so it got to the point where it was like three or four o'clock in the morning. He was going, yeah. "You can't go to sleep because you've been here the whole time throughout the game. You have to stay yeah. up <laughs> and see the ending of this." And that had like PVC nuns. Yeah, I was going to say, apparently some people horrible... were protesting. They were. They were very cross. Yeah. yeah. Did you like the PVC nuns? Yes, you killed them. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, Jake killed them. You didn't. No, I didn't know. You were present, but you weren't complicit. Yeah. No, that was fine. But the, I mean, okay. So the only game that I have played, <laughs> so computer or board. <laughs> This year is Hey That's My Fish. Right. Which is for, I think the age range is about like uh, 9 to 11. Mm-hmm. That's that's the target. Good, yeah. Um, and you're little penguins and you go across a board and then you sort of, and then it's like, so it's structured like a bit of ice. Um, so you it sort of gradually disintegrates and you take bits of board up so you can only go in certain directions. Mm. Then you can see who has the most fish at the end. I think it's probably right. because you have to count up fish at the end. I think it's probably designed as an exercise to teach children how to count. Right. That is that. I mean, that's my analysis of it. What do you think, Tom? Do you okay. think that's yeah? Do you think that would be challenging enough for you? Fall into ice. And what's that yes. called? It's called. Hey, that's my. Hey, that's my fish. And what platform is that? The the table in the park is that a platform? 
It was the table in the Lord. So that's your game of the year. Better than The Last of Us. Because the thing is, none of us, none of us have PlayStations, do we? I have played the first half of The Last of Us and then ran out of time because another one came out that I wanted to play. Uh, see, well, I have no PlayStation. I have no idea. I hear it is very good. It was. It was the very good. Last of Us is yeah. the post-apocalyptic one. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's been advertised on TV. Fungus zombies. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It looks pretty good. Hmm. And I enjoyed what I played, but I I just ran out of time. Mm. <laughs> I did play Candy Crush for a while, but then yeah, I realised that I was that, can be your that I was just no, but it's not my favourite game because I realised I was just wasting hours of my life. <laughs> mm. like so I that sounds like it. gaming to me. I'm trying to think what we good, what good so like, I, so I casual really games. Like it. Um, Cookie Clicker. I'm not sure that's good. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> oh, you were just saying a game. I think you were yeah. insulting me. I, no, I, no, I, no, no, no. <laughs> cookie Clicker was the, the yeah, casual you, game. Cookie Clicker. Is that, is that on iPhone? I don't even know what it's kind on, of it's a, that it's is. It's a URL that you, oh, you okay. click and you get cookies, and then you get things that make more cookies, then you get things that make more cookies, wow. and you have more cookies. Hours of... Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I do it. It's, it's a convulsion loop. Yeah. Most of my most of my gaming is just a compulsion loop to keep me entertained between experiments and exactly. seeing people. Exactly, it's just a past of five minutes or something. Yeah. So. I remember <laughs> being completely addicted to Farmville, which is insane, insanely yeah, like addictive. Like I had to, I had to force myself to stop in a serious. No, you, but manner. you couldn't. You had to delete it. Like I did, had to delete. Hard. I had to delete the game. I never, I never fell for that one. I think oh, I've got a trap. bit of the addict in me anyway, so it doesn't. Oh, doesn't I, help I know me. I do. This, I know I do. That's why I'm a gamer. I think. Yeah. Well, I think there are there are things that games can do, and I'm very interested in seeing that. But I'm also. Why do I care that... if I have cherry trees? That, but I mean, uh, I you can see them grow. Because you know they almost taste like whiskey. Right? <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. See, my my yeah. thing in in my philosophy of life is that the only reason to live is to do things that keep you entertained and happy, and to look after people around you and make, do the same for them mm. so when I find I find I, I think can... it's to go to space <laughs> <laughs> well and experiments experiments but this is why uh, why I'm a goals driven like and a gamer because I can find something it's like the games I've described that my games of the year because I get stuck in that loop I can't mm. want to do better and better Ooh. and I can get absorbed into that very easily Civ 5 played that loads oh that was good uh, the expansion to that was that, very that's good. That's the nerdiest thing. Civilization <laughs> for for listeners, not Civ Five. Yes. Brave New World. Oh, Brave New World. It's a really so good game. Good, that yeah. Christ. It's by XCOM. It's by, by the same people, and it's yeah. just as good. Yeah. Is that like Civilization? Well, it's from, not XCOM. No, no, Brave is, New World. No, Brave New World is, is the, it's the expansion. Is yeah. the expansion yeah. pack, but it kind of adds in because oh, you see, because you know, I'm, I'm the thing is, I'm not a nerd. This oh, is, I, I think it's important. Yeah. It's like I know a lot of stuff that no that nerds know a lot of stuff about, but I'm, I've never really been a nerd. It's, I, I've just I've, I was weird and outcasty and rebellious, but I was never a nerd. Yeah. I just you know would talk to nerds and I'm interested in some of the stuff, but I don't have that. Um, I, it's not something I've ever identified myself as or a geek. It's drive. Just, it's not the main yeah. thing I like. It's just one of the things I like. Um, See, I, I find it. I I know I am interested in a lot of very geeky things, but. I'm also a football se- football season ticket holder. I also yeah. go out to other things. I think it's I think categorization that kind is kind of dangerous. But I know I'm very much a stereotype. I'm a scientist who plays games a lot. Yeah. So I'm just. But given that yeah. I'm not a nerd, Civilization Five really isn't something I should like. But it I don't is. Know. But I think I, do, I love the the thing I love about Civilization Five 
Mm. Is, I don't think it's <laughs> because I have only played Civilization One and Civilization Five. Oh, okay. Um, is that the way it just takes itself like really super serial? <laughs> like, yeah. And it's like, and it's got all this sort of classical music. It's like, yeah. dun, 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 dun. <laughs> and you'll sort of be playing it, and then just these pastoral airs will float over the screen. Four, for even more gravitas, had Le- Leonard Nimoy doing those voiceovers. Really? Oh. Yeah. Even, even more pompous than. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, what it is is it's that you 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 just. I mean, you, you guide a civilization through the things, but it, yeah. with, with the expansion pack, it kind of adds in all this stuff with like great trade, and, trade, and great artists and religion yeah. that kind of is independent of your. You can win a cultural power. victory much more interestingly. Yeah, I, I have to use. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's just really good. It's just really good. Yeah. And, uh, and and even, a fantastic way to eat up time. Yeah, it really will. Yeah, because so, you know you sort of go. Oh, I've got, I think I've said to you on several occasions, I will make dinner. One but more time. First, I have to finish this war. Against the <laughs> Mongols, <laughs> and that takes quite a long time. We've spent a long time on games. That's so enough, enough games. Sorry, let's move sorry. On something, no, no, no. Let's move on something interesting to cooler people than us. <laughs> uh, books, uh, clever, aren't they? Books. Have you read a book this year? That's the real question. Lydia. Yeah, I've read over several books this year. Really? Yeah. No, my favourite book this year is Prime of Miss Jean Brodie. That's a fucking good book. It is a fucking good. Tell book. everyone about that book. Um, oh, the reason. Oh, it's what well, it's about the ultra conservative. Um, this ultra conservative female teacher in her. Is that how you think of it? That's interesting that you think that you're calling ultra conservative. I mean, she's a but fascist. She is conservative. But she's a fascist, but you say she was conservative. I thought that's what I think. Of I mean, she's sort of. Yeah, no, I see. She's you. libertine and. Yeah, but she's but she's conservative about it. Like she's because well, like, the, the word conservative to me doesn't mean her. No, the word conservative to means means Miss. But McCoy. to Lydia's generation, she is conservative. Hmm. I think of Mrs. McCoy as much more conservative. Being she is the one who wishes to conserve. Yeah. Okay. So she's a fascist. No, she is. I know she, she's definitely right wing. <laughs> no, fascist. she. Okay. Just, you know, yeah. she reminds me a lot of my old Latin teacher. <laughs> who is really who is really who I imagine that that is what my Latin teacher was like when she was 20 years younger like exactly like that um, <laughs> um, so that's why I say she's ultra conservative because my Latin so Anne Coulter sort of conservative rather than like I, I think I think it must, yeah, be, and, it must be an 80s thing I think of conservative as like being buttoned up and repressed <laughs> that's kind of what I think that word means but obviously I th- you're not moving, meaning that are you you mean something no else? I mean Right wing. Yeah. I just mean not liberal. She's not liberal. No. Okay. Yeah, all right. Yeah. She's libertine. She's like... (laughs) See, when you say that to our generation, we think Pete Doherty, I guess. She's not in the libertine. She's not. She's not like that. I hate your generation. (laughs) It's terrible. I know. Imagine. Imagine being in it, though. <laughs> the very yeah. The thing is, everyone says because that was that video. I think I've gone on about this before with all the millennials going, "Oh, no, 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 our generation is." I hate that. <laughs> Make yeah, me so I know, annoyed. It's like, oh, you, you little. Oh yeah, well you, didn't, you know, we came of age in a recession. It's like, yeah, but the poorest well, no, among I'm just you saying, like, still has the connotations. I think in terms of connotations, you'll, you'll, you'll I don't want to talk about this. Okay. I want to talk about Lydia's favourite book. But I, which I've derailed by going on about definitions of conservative, which is not relevant or interesting. And then it's about it's about her relationship with um, the girls that she taught, and um, and them sort of, and them, and her influencing them, and them fighting back. And then it's I think it's I don't know I think it's interesting about 
the way teenage girls are and the way that they react to authority figures yeah. and, and and i like um i like things which are feminist but not explicitly feminist so i kind of like the mm. way in which it is about feminism but that's not the main thing mm. yeah but it's a very sort of subtle and sandy's like an amazing character in that mm. she's one of the all-time great characters i think yeah yes in things definitely <laughs> It's, yeah. Oh, also, like, also, you know, they're really, they've got, an all of the characters have got sort of, she's really got an edge to her. Mm. I like women yeah. in books with really, like, mean edges to them. What's that? That's, you know, don't have that anymore. Because I obviously read the book a long time ago, but then seen the film and the TV series, and I forget which line is in which and if they're all in the same. Because mm. like, the line in the film I always like is there. For those that like that sort of thing, that is the sort of thing they like. Yes. <laughs> so I've said to so many people on different things. Well, oh, you're the, the arcade fire. Well. Smith in it. Um, old, old I watched the film first and then I read the book. Yeah. Mm. No, it's I very, very good. Everything Eros yeah. Buck wrote is amazing. Eros mm. Buck's just it's really good. Yeah. yeah. I just, you know, because you don't get sort of conservative with the small C, or, you know, fascist. <laughs> you just say fascist. Fascist, okay, fascist. Fa- fascist yeah. feminist women. And it's just like, no, it's just nice. It's just about a, a genuinely weird person who mm. follows their own. Mm. Yeah. And that's, you know. Well, I love people. I love, I love things. I love, it's like cabaret. And it, 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 it's an examination of something very appealing, which is deeply dangerous and awful. <laughs> and it, but like if you want to write about fascism you can't write about how it's evil you've got to write about how it's wonderful and intoxicating that's the only interesting thing about fascism yeah that yeah. it that it drives you wild with god that's brilliant fascism hey it's, look at that it's amazing oh look at that building it's massive oh this is so cool oh art love romance everyone's dead i mean that's like <laughs> yeah. that, that's the inter- that's the interesting story of fascism Definitely. just going fascism's yeah. rubbish in it it's like yes it is but you know that's not that doesn't tell you anything about yeah. it and also, you can, I mean, yeah, that's why cabaret's so good, is that, it, like, cabaret shows you how it happens, and it's not really anybody's fault, but it sort of is people's fault, especially when it comes to, like, being very, very liberal, that kind of can can oftentimes result in fascism, which, mm. is, which, is, which is what cabaret does. My favourite book that I read this year was, um, hang on, let me just get the title right should point out that the prime Miss June Brodie did not come out this year no because no. we're not doing things that came out this year <laughs> we're doing things that we like this year um though I think uh, I think 11 22 63 by Stephen King came out last year is that right or maybe two oh, years before that possibly it's um it's Stephen King's book about um Kennedy yeah it's very good it's very compelling like most Stephen King books are and I enjoyed it and it's quite unsettling and it's um what's yeah. it about it is about um a um uh a guy who has a cafe <laughs> and in the cafe that there is that a, important. No, no, no. I'm just trying, I'm, I'm, I'm building a Is it more of a diner or a cafe? No, a diner, right. diner, there we are, yeah, you see. That was a nice way of getting me to say the right word. Um a diner and in his diner in the in the cellar there is a crack in the in the world where you can go back into the past. And um one of the things they want to do is save kennedy <laughs> and and so there's this there's these characters and yeah and they, i don't want to spoil it because it's quite an interesting story but it's very unsettling it's very unsettling in a really kind of interesting way yeah because while not being a horror novel yeah it just 
it's like so that, good that, that dread is like, permeated with so dread. Good dread. That sounds like I would like it. Like you would it. like it. No, it's it really, is permeated it. with dread in a good way. I read it in, an, awesome. in, a, in a few days, pretty much. I love it was, being it properly, yeah. He's really good at that. Like you, you kind of read it and you think, oh god, what the hell's going to happen? <laughs> and it's not nothing really, really terrible happens, and no one. There's no real sort of death or anything, but it's. I like. Did you? Okay, this. I'll definitely read it. When you when you finished reading it, did you still feel like a bit? You know, do you have like funny? Yeah, like a bit icky. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Okay, awesome. Yeah, yeah I'll read that. <laughs> so that was probably the, my favourite book I read this year, mm. along with lots and lots of Ender's Game books that I continued what, to read. Why do you hate gay people? I don't hate gay people. You do. You Orson like Scott Card's a great writer, and uh, it's you know, weird and it's weird these the stuff he says. Like, it he's is so, a bit, it is so weird filled with wonder, with like this beautiful empathy, and then yeah. he seems to have lost the the, the empathy in the books is kind of astonishing. And then he said this weird stuff, but that's not going to stop me reading the books because mm. the empathy in the books is wonderful. So I like those, him, those novels that he has in him the in which he's able to empathise with cultures that are that are conscious viruses that communicate with each other entirely by the genetic construction of new viruses. Yeah. He's able to empathise with them, but he can't <laughs> deal with gays. Like, yeah. <laughs> he's like, dude, it's such a shame. Cause I, it must I be some kind of programming before. from sort of outside influence. If you can empathise that well, but there's this one block Mm-hmm. There must be someone in his life when he was very young who told him. I don't think it matters that much, though. I don't know. I think. I think. I mean, it seems to me that there are occasionally he will say things that are a bit far. Um, when it's like opposing gay marriage, I wish. Pe- I wish people didn't oppose gay marriage, but it's not a settled question, and there are people who do. And like those are not necessarily evil people. They're people who've thought about it and come to that conclusion. I very strongly disagree with that conclusion, but I can't hate them for it. It's just what they think. But then I think he also he'll occasionally say things where you're like. Oh, Ooh, dude, you just you just hate gays, yeah. don't you? Stop it! Like, stop, stop <laughs> yeah. hating gays. It's really stupid. Um, book for you? Oh yeah. Well, I think my favorite book this year I read is quite surprising. I was really surprised that it was my favorite book, mm-hmm. which is the Disaster Artist by Greg Sestero, which is his book about being in the room, the, the Tommy Wiseau movie. Mm-hmm. And oh, I was wow. sort of, and I read that thinking, oh, that'll be a laugh. The room is funny. This will be a funny book about that. But it's like Kerouac. It's fucking amazing. Like it's this incredible. It's because it's really it's like a portrait of Greg Sestero's friendship with Tommy Wiseau, um, who is a much more interesting mental weirdo than you. I mean, because he obviously he's obviously there's something weird and strange about Tommy Wiseau. But he's kind of like he becomes Neil Cassidy in that book. He's like this this outsider, incredibly brave, artistically heroic man who just does everything wrong and is clearly terrible, ruins everyone's lives around him. But like in in this kind of, I don't know, as I say, or like this almost Kerouacian portrait of this true outsider blindly pursuing artistic ambition. And despite the sort of total failure of that artistic ambition, that book, it to- I mean, it's it, cause I've, I haven't seen any reviews that have kind of gone, hang on, this book is way better than what I was expecting to write. And they've all written what you'd expect to write, which is, oh, this is quite a good book about a funny movie. It's really shit, that movie, ha ha. But it's, it's just, seriously, that book, everyone should read it. It's really, really good. Mm. It's, it's, like, it's like in the, the realm of, it kind of elevates Tommy Wiseau to the level of like great American subject. He's like Gatsby or something. <laughs> but, <laughs> I'm not joking. Like, I'm is trying the to... guy just a really good writer? I don't think he. I, I think he goes through it. But it's, it's got two authors, really so weird. I think I think the actual writing oh. was probably done by the other guy on the. Is on it the just because he's so weird? It's partly that, but it's also like, like the story's amazing, because the story is about. I mean, I don't want to. Do you know what the room? Oh no, yeah. I haven't seen it, but I know what it is. Yeah. I've heard. You have to go and see the room immediately because <laughs> you've wasted your life up till now. Go, go and see it at the cinema like, with an audience, and go. Make sure you sit at the front so you can hear all the. 
I don't know. I mean, because it kind of because you still don't really, even by the end of it, know everything about Tom Rizzo because he's such an enigma. But he's such a he's just he's very strange, and he wants to make a film, and he really wants to make a film, and he wants to make a film like Tennessee Williams, and he wants to be Marlon Brando in it, and he can't do those things, but he does. That's like what American Movie is about. Yeah. Film American movie, which is a, that's right. That's in it's a segue, that isn't it? Wrong category. That's a perfect segue into film oh, of the year. Yeah, but we haven't done Tom's book of the year. Oh god. Oh, okay. Oh. How many books have I read this year? About four, I think. One of which is a new. That's not very many. Is it? I know. I know. It's another time. <laughs> I think I like the fact that I'm asking. I'm doing a review of the year where I ask someone to have their literary achievement of the year, and I've asked someone who's read four books. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> Fuck you. Okay. The literary world. <laughs> spend months preparing and deciding which book to um, read, so he might actually be really what really would Mariella Frostrup say um, <laughs> well one was Bad Farmer by Ben Goldacre which is a very important book about all the screw ups and the way that the pharmaceutical industry distorts data mm-hmm. and that was great one was uh, the new Terry Pratchett which I enjoyed a lot but it can't really say your book of the year can you it might well be the one I enjoyed the most, but it's the one most likely to still be being read in a hundred years. Yeah, true. Um, the other one was a book. A lot of people there. I saw there were some people reviewing that book saying, you know, that the disease had robbed him of his powers, and I didn't agree at all. No, I didn't think so. Uh, I'm glad. I... Oh, one thing I did think was possibly, given the number of characters who had big arcs wrapped up, he might think that's his last book. That was the only thing I thought. Mm. Every every sort of favourite character Which will make was in me it. sad because um, I want to see his last book be about Granny Weatherwax. Yeah. <laughs> I really, really want him to kill Granny Weatherwax in his last book oh. in, the, in the best way imaginable. And I, I don't think it's going to happen and I'm kind of, I've been waiting for that. Yeah. Because he comes so close to killing her over and over again every time it would have been an amazing death but you kind of feel like he's gone, no, I'll save that. And I think, <laughs> he's, he's, don't to save that. Just do it now. Quite. Oh. I think I think having her dire mysterious circumstances maybe to come back is probably quite a good way of doing it but she can't come back I don't want anyone else no 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 no, no. Oh, yeah. that's, there was, that's there was the horror rumor. imagine someone yeah. else like an Owen Colfer turning up and well, no 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 no, no, no. the rumour was it would be Rihanna Pratchett his daughter mm-hmm. who wrote the Tomb Raider I think it was Rihanna huh if it was just, yeah, <laughs> just, yeah. <laughs> I'd love to see what she made of it <laughs> she could do a rinse wind one it'd be good um, <laughs> maybe with Calvin Harris yeah. <laughs> Remixing it. Yeah. Changing all the words around. Yeah. Um, slag off Calvin Harris. Calvin Harris is amazing. And that, <laughs> no, Calvin, I'm just that, trying to think how do you that remix That song that Calvin Harris did, Rihanna, that's fucking great. What is song. he your of the year? I don't think he's anything to do because that was kind of a few years ago. That, uh, but like that, we found love in a hopeless place. Yeah, that was that probably one of my songs of the year, whatever year that was. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great song. Now, was um, did 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 the Hunger Games books? Did I read them this year or did I, I read them know. last year? It's hard to say. Isn't Might it? have read them this year. Yeah. Because I know you were I like just... not reading them on purpose. So you thought you wouldn't like them the same. Well, I just thought all these women are reading them. I'm <laughs> yeah. definitely not going to like it. And then I read it and I was like, oh, this is just candy. <laughs> um, so I, yeah, no, it's not like Twilight. It's got, it's got a. I mean, the thing is, it's like it's it's, it's good candy if you're not into like weak women. <laughs> yeah. So well, if you're into having a strong woman or strongish woman. Yeah. That kind of work. I just, I just hated the film. I know you really, really. I didn't just like didn't. It. I just, I, I didn't. Simon's making a face. I didn't. No, I'm just pleased that you're saying something controversial. I just, <laughs> I just didn't. I just didn't enjoy it. I am. I am and I didn't like. And it ended, and I thought, 
I had no sort of. I had no. It didn't make me feel anything other than. Well, see, that was my reaction. But I, I, I don't get my. I just, I went saw it last year and thought, okay, that was that was a film. I had some pick and mix. I think quite film. often films like that. No, um, no impact, but yeah. You, the, the actors that they pick, can determine whether you like it or not. Like, yeah. Um, and, and like that sound, seems so shallow, but actually it does kind of but it sounds, make a difference. But it I really like don't like. Um, the, what's the guy who plays the? Superhero movie where he's got the thing in his chest. Oh, yeah. oh Robert Downey Jr. I can't stand to watch him. I can't stand to watch him in mm. anything. I I, I don't so have I anything seen Gravity against him. I can't watch George Clooney. And I, stuff. It's like there's there's <laughs> like a, it's not like a, even a there's there's any reason for it. I just I'm not compelled Inherent. to watch his face at all. Yeah. I think the other one is um what's her name um blonde one married to Coldplay fella. Paltrow. Paltrow, oh, yeah, she's another one. I yeah. can't, I cannot watch her on screen. She's I think she, but she doesn't really make. She just shot doesn't. Oh, she's in Iron Man, isn't she? My that's point is that does. I think some people are not compelled to watch Jennifer Lawrence and some of the other male actors in. The oh, she, Jennifer I Lawrence, think. I think is. I I quite liked Silver Linings Playbook. Mm. I thought it wasn't. We're doing films. We've gone into films. We have. We, yeah. we, we'd finished books. So yeah, we'd... No, it's, it's naturally happened. Yeah. I've spoiled that now. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're now doing films. Okay. We're doing films of the year. Now we've done books. Yeah. <laughs> Boring old books. We've done films. <laughs> Better. Is the consensus that Hunger Games was a good film? The consensus is that the Hunger different. Games is an alright film and that the second yeah. Hunger Games film is a good film. That's the consensus. Oh, really? Yeah. The consensus is that the second film is, a, is an improvement. But if I didn't okay. enjoy the first film at all, then I'm probably not going to enjoy that. Probably not, no. No, I don't think it's... Mm. Maybe it's just not a serious view. Or you'll come back to it later. I never used to like Terry Pratchett. When you're older. Um, when you're older, yeah. When you're older, <laughs> darling. I, when I was um, late teen, early 20s, I did not like Terry Pratchett at all. And now I love Terry Pratchett. No, but I, I like Terry him. Pratchett. And like, but I think, I I think like there are things that you, so. you can come back to. Or, you know, Terry like, Pratchett is better than Hunger Games. Probably, yeah. yes. <laughs> there's a lot, but there's, I think there's a lot in that particular dystopia that she's created that is quite cool. Like it, it, it's a very particular vision. And like the kind of the sickly celebrity yeah. of it, it's a it's a kind of celebrity culture dystopia, and there, that's quite cool. That is quite an interesting are, thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I just didn't enjoy it. No. <laughs> <laughs> I just yeah. I just sat down and watched the film, didn't no, feel fine. any particular investment or any sort. I'm not, and I'm not very, I'm not really picky, but but now it's got to the point where so many people like it that now I'm going to have to have it as like the one... thing, that'll be yeah like, that'll be my thing like, hi this is Lydia she's the one who doesn't like that <laughs> <laughs> so it's you might want to shun opinion. her you know, so, so it will become, spit in a drink it will be as if I think much more strongly on it yeah you don't do. care do you no I don't really let's not care. talk about Hunger Games any fucking more doesn't matter I watched a film if you like it on, fine um, I would think it's from a while I, I thought I'd mention it though because it was it was alright um, it's from like 2003. I can't this um, is one of your films of the year. <laughs> yeah, I watched it on um, Netflix. It's called Interstate 60, and I, I watched it because I thought oh, I was going to be like an American road movie, so it's going to be easy watching, and I'm yeah. going to be like, oh, look, there's a Grand Canyon, and, you know, like something fun to have in the background while you're making thousands of gobbles, um, hand puppets, not some weird gobble thing. Um, and um, everyone knows now. Yeah, everyone knows now. <laughs> They're all my puppets. I make them. Um, hello. And uh, hello. Um, I don't know you. And it's it's sort of it's sort of a guy who's kind of like his dad What's wants it him to. It's called Interstate Sixty, uh, which is like this mythical road that doesn't exist, but is there for people who need to change their. Oh, like his sort of route through America. Type yeah, like thing. A, a, a mythical one. Yeah, yeah. That you travel in order to, um, and and it's. it's 
it's surprisingly interesting. Okay. Like they, like the the towns that they end up in. One of them is entirely um, made up of lawyers, so everyone's suing each other all the time. And this is like the characters in it and stuff. It's got um, it's got Gary Oldman in it. So it's kind like of like the, okay. the Odyssey. Kind of, yeah. It's kind of, it's like surprisingly, <laughs> like, only better. It's not what you expect at all, and then you, and you, you start, you know, this is starting to be kind of weird, like because American road movies can sort of be, you know, very Thelma and Louisey, like they're kind of, but it's quite an epic trip yeah. to go across America. Did you so spell that Thelma and Lou dash easy? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> be good if you did. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, and then there's another town they go to where all the kids are. They've they've basically legalized, made their own drug. Um, the town has called okay. Euphoria, um, which comes in a little like those those powder straw type things with sherbet in. Um, and they <laughs> did this because they, yeah, they did yeah they did this because they couldn't get people to stop taking drugs and they wanted to try and sort out the problem. And one of the solutions they came up with was to do this. And so they drug. start getting kids. They put signs up all over the town saying it's really addictive. It's really really addictive. You mustn't take it. But kids come from out of town and come there and take it. But like. It's all kind of like, because it's all like they have raves and stuff, which is 2003, so it's probably like America kind of going, oh, raves exist, let's, let's, oh, dangerous drugs and stuff, because they came to dance music late and stuff, so it's quite interesting. And then, like, this woman comes and um, tries to rescue her son, who's already on euphoria, and he won't stop taking it and stuff. And they then kind of use those people to clean everything up and stuff, which is this really weird thing to have yeah. in, a, in, a, in a, like, film that's basically just a road movie. Anyway, I'm going on. It's a good oh, film. Yeah, okay. I, I'd watch it. I was surprised by it. I was surprised by it. What other films? What films did come out this year? Well, The Hunger Games two. I saw yeah, that. Uh, that, that was really out. good. I really enjoyed you that. Really that didn't yeah, you? but we don't want to talk about that. No. It'll make Lydia self conscious <laughs> <Yeah>. for <laughs> being the one person in the world who doesn't like yeah. it. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen it yet, but I read a really. I shouldn't know. It's a spoiler. I read an interesting spoiler that made me think. Oh, I can't believe that's very interesting. Something that's announced during the pre-games bit about her. It's a lie that I thought was very... Um, yeah, I'm not sure that's as significant as that review might have made it out to be. Okay, okay. Mm, I don't know. What else came out? There were, there was, there was still films in the cinema this year. Yeah, we have. The Escape from Tomorrow, that came out this year. That came out, that was really weird. Yeah. Oh, is that the Disneyland one? Yeah, that's someone yeah. was shot without permission in Disney World. Um, yeah. With people pretending to be tourists. And that was pretty good. I enjoyed okay. that. It was. I mean, it's, it's actually not the best film in the world. It's kind of this sort of sick, Lynchian horror film. Um, it's kind of quite a lot of body horror and weirdness. Do I like it? Yeah, I think you would. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, the thing is, I, I don't think it's up there with like, it's not really, because obviously the, the, I think the constraints have kind of blunted it a little bit. But just the fact that it exists is sort of a miracle and that's brilliant and I really loved it for that reason enough, just the fact that it existed. Um, what else came out that was like mainstream? Star Trek came out, didn't it? Oh yeah, I loved like that. that. I really yeah. loved that. That was wonderful. I just think that is just very well cast and... The writing's great. Do you think yeah, that the twist, they I were wise them. to keep the twist quiet? Because I think it was a very good decision, but yeah. they've said they've re- really regretted it afterwards. Oh, I don't know. I thought it was okay. Yeah. Like, I thought it was a good move. Yeah. I, I thought it was... Yeah. I mean, I think I, it was amazing, because when the first Star Trek f- film came out, I was like, yeah, I'll go and see that, no problem. Mm. And then I was, like, picking up loads and loads of stuff, and I was like, oh, my God. I don't know I had no idea that I would I used to watch Star Trek with my best friend, Jessica, and she, um, she lives in America now. And I'd, I had no idea I'd picked up so much stuff of from the original series. Yeah. And it was cool to, like, well, sort of cool and a bit terrifying. I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> <laughs> how much of a Trekkie am I? And the second film kind of just really added to that. I was like, yeah, I love this. <laughs> this is really cool. Yeah. I don't know what else, is, what else has come out this year. 
Uh, big films. <sighs> Man of Steel. Mm. I can't remember. I think Star Trek's the only thing I watched this week. <laughs> <laughs> I really can't remember. I tend to go to films. And we'll get to films we like this year. We'll actually came out this yeah. year. Yeah. I tend to go to films and just sort of switch off and just enjoy it, enjoy the ride. So I don't really recall much. Mm-hmm. I've Has seen, anyone seen The Desolation of Smell? Yeah, I've seen that. We saw How that the it? weekend. All right. Good, I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I didn't actually see the first one because the reviews were bad and it's, I thought I really liked it was it. awful. I really liked it, okay. because, but then I don't like The Hobbit. So, yeah. And I don't like Tolkien. I sort of think okay. he's rubbish. And so I really enjoyed Lord of the Rings, especially when they take it fast and loose and don't treat them with the respect they deserve. Because <laughs> I don't think they deserve any respect. <laughs> like, it's like people go, oh, you cut Tom Bombadil out. It's like, yes, fucking brilliant. Well, Tom Bombadil ridiculous. is unbearable. Yeah. <laughs> like, Tom Bombadil is a massive cock of a tree god. Like, I hate <laughs> it. And I, I, don't, I don't want his songs anywhere near a film I'm watching. So I was glad they got rid of him. And, uh, you know, The Hobbit is, is just a silly book for children. And I'm glad they've put in loads of stuff with elves. They kept it fairly, yeah. They kept it fairly silly. It was I, I quite enjoyed it. Um, I'm going to annoy. Have, I know at least one person who's going to be so annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it. It's not. I may not have had a slight. I'm not a nerd. It's, it's not, not nerd. really my thing. My girlfriend loves it and loved the first one, so we went. I may have had a little bit of a nap when it got a bit slow. Julia sleeps through the. Oh yeah, I see. Fifteen minutes. But I like There's that. Battles I like that. that are I woke, like I woke up. Minutes, I woke like... up during the battle because things started getting loud again, and that yeah. was quite good. Barrels going down the street. Yeah, and that was quite yeah. fun. I read an interesting thing. There was an article <laughs> about whether or not. I read, a, I read a complicated article about the precise nature of the buoyancy that would enable that to happen, and like how how squat and like how you'd have to put lead in the bottom of the barrel for that to be possible, because like a barrel doesn't float up. No. Like, with the, with the with the you know it doesn't float on its on its wire no, does course, it, it yeah, would immediately yeah. tip over and that dwarf would be you know drowning. swimming drowning and so but like I think unless he's very heavy feet a heavy footed dwarf well, they if they're wearing like plates I guess their boots might be the heaviest bit of them well I think if I, if you search that on the internet if I, yeah. it's a it's a rigorous analysis of the, the buoyancy <laughs> and stuff um, Lydia I'd like to talk about the films that you have been watching given that you've watched nothing new what have um, you been watching recently. Well, it's just because slasher films are mainly old, the good ones. And that's um, all you've been watching. Yeah, that is that. Yeah, all I've been. I mean, yeah, I watched. Okay, so I watched Saw for the first time, which was after I'd watched quite a lot of slasher films already. So I was already enjoying gore. Mm. Um, do uh, do people find the Saw films really scary? I think they find them really gross. Yeah, they're torture porn, aren't they? Is what they're called. I can't watch them because of that. It's too much for me. I think there's, I think there's stuff like you know I that with the because I, I, you know, I enjoy them. I, I find because I, yeah, no, I just think they're fun. I just because it's always been this. Um... I think the first sort is fun. It's a romp. It's the first sort. Yeah. Because they're the ones where they're given like choices between two horrible things happening, aren't they? And they have to decide. Okay, so the idea, well, the, the idea, main... the idea yeah. behind sort is that there's a guy who's dying of cancer, and he's decided that people don't value life enough, and the only way to make them value life more is to put them in situations where okay. they can... You know. Now, you say that like you sort of, oh, that's interesting philosophically. It's not, it's oh stupid. Oh, okay. <laughs> It's amazing. What? A film version of Judy Bloom's Tiger Eyes came out this year. Fuck. I've got to see that. Yeah. I used to love that book when I was a teenager. Judy Bloom, I don't know if you, do you know who Judy Bloom I know the is? name. She wrote a book If called... you've had sex with a woman, you've got her to thank. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's, like, it's like before everyone started being really sort of weird about sex and stuff I guess because okay. of the internet and porn being easily available and stuff you had Judy Bloom telling you all this stuff it was the porn we like, had in the 80s she, it was Judy Bloom no in the 90s as well like, but, she, but she would like 
it was helpful. It was definitely yeah. helpful. Like you would read it and go, oh, okay, all right, that's that's fine then, is it? Oh, okay. We didn't good. know what a squirting milf was, but we've seen <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> we got like, we got forever her, by Judy Bloom in Girls We News bedrooms. Paula Danziger <laughs> both kind of had, were like the two who wrote teen teen yeah. stuff, but like. They were good at it. They were really good at it. And I can't believe there is a film of Judy Bloom's Tiger Eyes. I'm going to have to watch that. We'll find that. <laughs> so that is the film of the year you have not seen. <laughs> yes, probably. Yes. Anyway, carry on. Carry yeah, on. so Saw. So, so it's, you, yes. It's, it's not, not really... in an interesting way, but in a, in a more than just... At least there's some... The justification is... No, you well, know, it's, 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 it's not just, at all it's interesting, just fun. is it? Okay. About, um, yeah, it's about fun. I don't think torture porn requires justification. I think the Grand Guignol tradition is a long and noble one. And but I, okay, so I, I didn't have this big. I had a big change of mindset about two months ago. I did, it was when I watched Nightmare on Elm Street, mm. and I thought, and I suddenly thought, like, oh my god, there is this whole genre of films that I have just written off and like like I thought that I wouldn't enjoy them yeah. but I think I'd love them and now I've got this whole host of films mm. and, I, and I sort of wish I could stop all of the commitments that I have in my life mm. and just watch all of the disgusting gory films yeah just one by one well because I'm and really interested to find your line I was saying to you I don't I haven't found my line yet yeah I have films which make me... Because I've seen some me... horrible films. Funhouse, <laughs> Funhouse I watched the other day. Funhouse is about... It's like it's very sort of creepy and grimy. There's like... It's um these it's the usual sort of um the plot where a group of teenagers go somewhere and then mm. someone tries to kill them. But it's at a... um They get trapped in... Well, they go like sneak into this funhouse, which is a sort of house of horrors type thing. But it's really got all of this... It's just really creepy. And there's, like, prostitution and, like, rape. In the fun house? No, no, no. It's, it's all of the carnival folk. Oh, right. Like, really... And it's got mm. this this really... um it, One of the creepiest things, like, really old-timey religion. Like, I love those kind of films where yeah, they have, yeah. like, where a tramp says, God is watching over you. I love those kind of films. Because yeah. <laughs> it's really... Because it's just, it's just really weird. If they put and that it, in, like, sliding doors or something, it would much improve it, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. just... What was yeah. that? Nothing, really. <laughs> That made that made me feel sort of a bit sort of dirty and ugh. But but you know when you watch it's when you watch a good one you realise oh it's not about affecting people it's not about gore it's about something which is genuinely a bit disgusting isn't about someone sawing something off really. I mean because it's interesting because a lot of people think that they're watching horror but they're not they're watching thrillers. And like there's because but horror is, is 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 supposed to be horrific. It doesn't necessarily have to be tense. Yeah, and like that's I think that's an interesting thing that people don't remember. Like you'll see because and it's supposed to be unsettling. So like you, yeah. like you should feel unbalanced. You should be horrified at the end of it, and you should feel sort of like ugh. And it should ah. be in your the really really good ones should be in your head, and you should not be able to sleep after you watch them. That is a really mm. good horror film. Yeah. What was like, Nightmare on Elm Street? I literally after I watched. And then I sort of, I was so scared by the first one, but then I really, really, because you said the third one. The, new the third Nightmare. one's great, yeah. Yeah, so, so I watched that one, and then I watched New Nightmare, and I, I did look a bit like Nancy after, because <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't slept for for quite a long, I hadn't slept properly for ages. What's the most really extreme one you think me, you've But watched? I love it, it's like an abusive relationship I have with these films, <laughs> where I just like keep going back. 
Oh, what do you think is the most extreme one you've watched so far in the last two months? Um, the most... I don't, I don't think I've watched that many extreme ones. Because mm. uh, I want to find your line. Because um, I know I, that... I haven't, I, my, one of my okay, favourite things that ever Last happened. House on the Left is the most... The original Last House on the Left. Yeah. Yeah. The original Last House on the Left where they... It's because it's kind of... I mean, yeah, that is definitely extreme. It was banned for ages. Yeah, it? so, no, so... it is extreme. But yeah. I think that having had a conversation with your brother when I said, "Oh yeah, no, I watched the American," I watched the American cut. I didn't. I lied. I didn't want to seem like a pussy. But I did. <laughs> I, I actually watched the cut British version. Right. So there wasn't the bit where they play around with her intestines. But so maybe I'll watch that and it will be that. my line. But I don't think it will be my line. Cause... No, but the thing is, I mean, I've seen this one. I've seen. I mean, like the Human Centipede Two is quite bad. But, cause, but the thing is, the human centipede too. Like again, it's it's one of these things. It's like it's like games in a way. It's like people talk about them and like they sort of complain about the violence. And like obviously, the violence is a problem in games, but it's part of the language of games, and people understand it on a different level if they know the language. And I yeah. think horror has a particular language, and the way that, that murders. I just I just think they I just think they are fun, and that you know, but just things, like, dark the... dark things happen. Dark and horrible yeah. things happen. So I think. So it's just it seems weird to me that it's like oh it's okay for that stuff to happen but we don't. And, and is it always important I think to remember that, that they, there is no violence in horror films. There is the depiction of violence and it's not the same thing and it's stupid to think that it is. But like the Human Centipede Two is really probably too far for any reasonable person to accept. It's like it's, <laughs> it's awful. But what it's really doing is it's taking the piss out of the people who liked the first film. Yeah. Because the first, the first Human Centipede is quite, it's quite a weird, stupid. I mean, it's really stupid and horrible and exploitative, but it's got kind of a. I haven't. A, I haven't there's seen a cold, that. clinical, like German, German strangeness. German, we eat people. But it's but there's a very kind of cold medical detachment in the first one, which is quite an interesting feeling that it evokes. But the Human Centipede Two is just like it's almost like a direct insult to the people who liked the first one but thought it wasn't gory enough. And, like, right. the, the main character in the second one is someone who is obsessed with the first film, but is, like, a fat, disgusting, corpulent murderer <laughs> who's, like, just sat in an office going, yeah, I love the human centipede. And it's all in black and white. And, like it's, it's like, it's really, really, really awful. Like, really disgusting. But it's kind of... It's like... It, but the whole thing is is take, sarcastically taking the piss out of the people who like the right. first film. So it's like... There is this whole other level that, like, once you're, once you're conversant in the language of disgusting horror... You're then able to I get think through it's just to. You should watch a really good one. So that's like my gateway drug. Was <laughs> a nightmare on Elm Street. Yet? No, well, like really... there's, so ma- there's so many. On it, so many have been that is made. Not, that's it's not like... Kill List. Is a few years ago now, but it's like but Kill List is probably the best horror film I've seen in this century. It's like I have to catch up. I want to go back in time and tell past me to start watching them mm-hmm. earlier because I have loads of. Well, watch Kill List. Really, watch yeah. Kill List. Kill List is, and then, and then when you finish watching Kill List, watch Kill List again because you have to watch it twice. It's very, very good. Kill List. The other um, Kickass Two came out, and um, everyone hates that, don't they? Yeah. I, I don't understand why they hate it. I really liked it. I really liked it. I thought yeah. it was really good. I thought it really did what it was meant to do. <laughs> I thought all the teen girl stuff was brilliant. Like, really good. I think that's why they didn't like yeah, it. Yeah, it is. It's always the same, isn't it? They don't really. And also The World's End, which we only saw the other day. Well, actually, Ooh, yeah. that was a good film. That was a good awesome. film. Awesome. We really enjoyed yeah. it. We so really do you think that's... Because I was worried when I was watching that film and thinking, oh, this is the best film ever, that it only really applies to people who were teenagers between 1992 and 1997. I think there was definitely an element I would have missed because of that, but or it was still earlier, a fantastic sort of 1989 film. to 1995. Yeah. I don't know. But there was, because there was so much of it was like... Like you know, the big climax is entirely dependent on a feeling of nostalgia for 1991, <laughs> and it's like, but yeah, 
Why, why the whole speech to the, to the to the overlord that he makes at the end, which is the, the final screen thing. Do. Oh yeah, <laughs> but like, uh, but you can. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm glad because because I, I was enjoying it a huge amount, thinking this is great, and then I was thinking, is this is this very narrow in appeal? But obviously not. If... I suspect that there will be people like me who really enjoyed it and didn't. Well, picked up on that. Obviously, I'm sure you picked but, up. On yeah, that. I suppose there's a physical memory. Of... Uh, my problem is all three of those films. I love all that whole trilogy, but there is a strand in them which is rejecting growing up, and I hated being a child, so I, I, I'm mm. never keen on things that reject becoming responsible and kind of useful. Oh, I don't so think I, it's growing up, I think it's rejecting the things that people say growing up mean. Yeah, that's probably okay. what it is. Yeah. Like there, there is definitely like a... It's something we talked about on a few podcasts ago where um, people... Like when you listen to like the Smashing Pumpkins mm. from the early nineties, there's like the sound of it is is sort of leaving. What's the being a slacker is what it is, which is a very early nineties yeah. thing. Which it wasn't didn't mean you didn't do anything. It just meant that you didn't do what people wanted you mm. to do. So you you just went. You know, I'm not going to exist inside those parameters. I'm going to exit them. And exiting, ex- exiting them isn't necessarily my identity. It's just, you know, I'll Not, do what I want, yeah. kind of thing. And I think that's, like... So, it yeah. It's definitely something that's changed a little bit. People are, like, in, in terms of, like, the way a lot of young people behave now, it's kind of, you, you do have to know what you want to do. And I suspect it's because I'm, my, my identity of growing up is becoming a scientist because that's what happened to me and yeah. that's what I love. So I suppose yeah. it might be just me projecting a little bit there, my... My own experience it's also entirely possible, Tom, that you are much freer to do what you want to do in science than art students are to do what they yep. want to do. Or, you know, there's actually more loaded. to do in science. Have there's, a party. Yeah, <laughs> you, you want to have a good time. But like, you, do get, you know, you don't maybe you don't get loaded. Well, you have insulin, right? Yeah, you I shoot up. Get loaded. Times a day. <laughs> You're right. You know, five times. Like, a day, there probably actually. is more that you that more to do in science yeah. is that it, it will actually go somewhere and do something that it makes it exciting whereas like if you're if you're an arts degree student I mean really there's nothing oh I don't know about that see I, I, I when I say growing up I don't think I grew up until I was 22 and started my masters and started yeah. doing something useful yeah I wouldn't I wouldn't regard what I did in a degree as growing up in any sense you, other um, than Tom do you know how to uh, create a slow acting poison I for a friend who wants to she wants to try something out it's not for me what it's not for me it's for a friend how slow like so slow um, or a few days slow no like a couple of days like two three days well there's rice in which isn't hard to look up how to make no and that you can't just say something from breaking <laughs> you have to say something from from, from my lab from something that, that everyone else doesn't now know because of television well See, I could give you lots of poisons that people would be puzzled as to where they came from, but if they traced it back to me, I'd be in a lot of trouble. Yeah. I mean, I could give you well, PMSF. I don't care about that. So. <laughs> well, you so were too. Just, so just, you'd so still just be in supply chain. slow-acting poison. Well, how... Because I'm not, I'm not sure how so slow... Also, do you know anyone who's really good at engineering? Like, I know some engineers, really. Like, I well, like make... setting something up. What are you planning? <laughs> See, writing is hard. No, but hard. this is what. No, what I be. What I realised when I watched Shaw was that I couldn't actually do that because of my lack of scientific background. <laughs> because I was. Because I decided to be to do the arts and humanities. You've got the internet, right? You can look up how to make writing yeah. on the mm. internet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Writing isn't hard. Just Reisen do it through is... tour. No one will find you. 
<laughs> I think you can kill yourself by boiling up tobacco for a while and then drinking. Oh, yeah. Well, the... you can kill it by just chewing it, I think. Yeah, if you just yeah. eat a cigarette, you'll die. Yeah, yeah. I well, believe. No, no, you get sick. You can get sick you and don't. Then it okay. takes a little okay. while for you to die, I think. Like, you, you, you have to eat a fair amount of it for it for it's suicide. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why I know that. I mean, I, you know. Yeah. So, television of the year. Touched on Breaking Bad, which yeah. is obviously... Everyone's, everyone yeah, obviously yeah. will agree I don't want to agree because I want it's one of these things like, people keep people keep being right about TV programs <laughs> yeah. and it's annoying because I want to hate them but then you watch them and go oh, yeah. that is just really good Breaking Bad was really good we really liked Game of Thrones in the end I did really like Game of Thrones thought I wouldn't Game, like yeah. that totally like that, that I think Game of Thrones is kind of about war and I love stuff about war so a friend of mine is an Unsullied in the next series oh. from mm. Croatia yeah one of my online gaming mates is going to be an Unsullied which is quite Ooh. cool awesome <laughs> Um, Julia's already in it. She's oh, really? Stark, yeah. Everyone thinks that I am already. <laughs> oh, Stark. yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> you, you are her. Before I watched it, because I was refusing to watch it because I was like, it's going to be too fantasy for me. I'm guessing I... you haven't read the books. Um, no, I haven't. Okay. No, no. Right. I, I mean, to be honest, like, I kind of looked at it and thought it was going to be like Lord of the Rings, and I just can't get through that, really. <laughs> Whereas I, I've always been more sci fi than yeah, fantasy, yeah. so like science magic as opposed to. Magic, 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 magic. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, so I guess I. Kind I mean, I've, I've read, I've read the first book, and I've got to say, I don't find them massively compelling. But I do enjoy the TV series. Mm. I, I think the TV series is probably better for people who don't like fantasy. I think I probably I think I, I think at all. I, you know, I know that I think fans read all the books. I think various other people read. I mean, a lot of people read books. They seem to really like them, and I think I enjoyed the first book. I just didn't sort of go right. I must immediately I, I read all the rest. Just wanted to know like what was going to happen next, and if, mm. if, if, if yeah. anything can catch me in a compulsion loop, it's it's one. So mm. I have read them all, but I, I just was wondering if you knew what happened to Arya, and I'm going to say anything. Okay. Oh my god. Well, don't you don't say anything. No, don't no, say anything about it because obviously I know what happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, no, that was good. Um, yeah. Was there other TV we watched? Well, oh, I think my... Orange is the New Black. That was great. That is meant yeah. to be really good. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. Awesome. We're just saying the same as everyone thinks about TV. What? I'll tell you what I thought. Best thing, best single line on television this year mm. was on what happens in Cavos. Right, um, which is a program on Channel Four <laughs> about uh, teenagers getting drunk in Cavos. Right, and in that there okay. was there was a doctor, like a a, a Cavos doctor, who was whose his whose job was to staff the late night A and E in Cavos and treat terrible British people <laughs> who were drunk. And what they do, right, in what happens in Cavos, and what apparently the young people do, you'll know about this, being your generation. What they do <laughs> is they is they use um, laughing gas when they go out for a night out, and that's the first thing they do. Do some laughing gas, oh, and they get clever. wasted. Yeah, and uh, they had this doctor, uh, and someone had come in having cracked his skull open, and they just <laughs> interviewed. They did a talking head interview with the doctor. He just goes, "Well, you see, what happens? I have to do the voice because it's funnier in the voice. What what happens? They inhale the laughing gas, and then they spin around, and then, obviously." They fall down, <laughs> and that was the best thing in television yeah, so this year. We were like, we were laughing about this for days. We just kept going up to each other, going, "Yeah, you see, they inhale laughing gas, and huh? then they spin around." And quite seriously, <laughs> Avicii, mate, get on that best <laughs> dance record they of twenty fourteen. And then they spin around. around. <laughs> yeah, exactly, it would have been amazing. But it was, it was just the kind of like the patience in the man's voice. He just, yeah, they, they, they inhale you laughing at. He's trying to be so nice about it as well. You're so patient. He's like, yeah, well, and then they spin they're around. having a good time, you know. They don't know what they're doing. They have a little, little It's whiz. just the fact that they spin around. <laughs> Obviously, they fall down. So that was probably better than the end of finale of Baking Bad, I reckon. It was definitely better than the finale of Dexter, which was oh terrible. Oh, God, that was horrible. 
That was heartbreakingly bad in a way. Like yeah. the whole of the last Which season. I watched the last like, season what the hell happened to you? Like, the last, yeah. See, they had a bit of revival last season, but this one was just back to the dross of the one before. Mm. It was Oof. bad. Mm. It's not to wear that anymore. It's depressing. Yeah. I like George um, Shaw. George Shaw was good. George Shaw him. continued to be the best thing on television this year. I don't understand. And that. Charlotte is. I'm kind of sad Tom, that Charlotte's growing up. Georgie Shaw is, her to is be. the best one of all of them. Definitely. Okay. So like. Don't watch Towie or don't watch the Chelsea one because you know why would you? But the Geordie Shaw, like they are genuinely lovable and, okay. and funny. And you see, my other half watch the Chelsea one because they're so fucking horrific. Yeah, no, the Geordie Shaw one, you like them, you like okay. them. They're okay. nice, they're funny, and they also they're witty. There's like the stuff. Charlotte is the funniest person on television. Yeah, she's very she's funny. Yeah. Much funnier than anything. Yeah. But because she was on Celebrity Big Brother as well this year which I watched because she was on it and I was very <laughs> pleased that she won and I voted I think, it was the first time I, I think it was the first time I voted in Big Brother since like the first two seasons of Big Brother but like yeah I was very pleased that Charlotte won that because I love her and uh, I want her to be in charge of something <laughs> that affects my life maybe the Ministry of Health I don't know just anything I want her to culture. be in charge she could be the Minister she should be the minister for she, culture because yeah. the minister for culture is always like someone a bit sort of. Who is it at the moment? I don't know, but it's always yeah. the same person. But the minister for culture <laughs> is always someone it who's very, one. very privately educated, upper crust, but a little bit of feet. It used to be the Jeremy Hunt. It was the worst of them. Well, exactly. But Jeremy Hunt is one of them. But then before him, all yeah. ministers for culture have always got the Tessa same Joel, basic attitude. It's like, ah, I'm a minister yeah, for culture. Jai. And and I think if it was just it Charlotte, should be someone that it should be Charlotte. They're always self-aggrandizing. Vodka and then mm. throws off everywhere. <laughs> it should be <laughs> someone that is the culture of this country. So yeah, it should be <laughs> someone who has in their life said, "I can't believe he kept splashing with the salt water. I never get salt water in my eyes apart from cum." That's what I want. <laughs> The Minister but of Culture. The thing is, that said by a horrific person would, would make you scowl, what the fuck is this? But it's. Someone nice. You like them, you okay. like them because they're funny and they're funny about it. And funny stuff happens to them and you do kind of like. And they grow up. Over they grow up. The... Yeah, yeah, Can do. we say seriously why Geordie Shore is something that we, we me, Lydia, I and Julia d- love? And... I tried to like. I tried to write a thing for um, Bad Salad. Hmm. The... Is that still wrong, Bad Salad? <laughs> we haven't posted anything for about seven months. Yeah, it's months. got a good archive. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, Badsalad.com.org? I think it's a WordPress. Oh, okay, badsalad.wordpress.com. Yeah. <laughs> um, I tried to... Actually, but this, is, but this isn't a plug for something. So this is I know, but yeah, people, people might, might want to... Anyway, I, I, try, I tried to write something about how much I loved Geordie Shaw, but I found that I loved it so much that I couldn't write it down. <laughs> 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 Which is the only thing I've ever. Example, this is the only thing I've ever found that I just like. I couldn't. There was. No, I couldn't crack it. I couldn't. I couldn't get to describing. It's just. It's. It's nice. It's nice. To I think the feeling I get from it is exactly times. like all of the best bits of being fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, and like going to terrible high drama parties in someone's barn that their parents <laughs> have let them borrow. And it, and like and suddenly like being really and like finding ah oh, this girl said this about this person and then oh but why has he done that and then but everything like everything really matters and is coursing with life and vitality and yet it doesn't matter at all. <laughs> and some, but like it's the same feeling I get from Georgia Short is being sixteen and going to the party in Jenny Singer's barn. <laughs> it's the same thing. It's just, it's as good and exciting. I think. Yeah, and also when they have a really high emotion moment then they'll just have a clip of someone going oh for fuck's sake <laughs> or so so they don't yeah. so they don't take they don't take it at all seriously oh no they'll, they'll do that I, and then you'll get like vicky will say something like change my mind on it what's that i didn't really like reality i did i did mm. look down on reality tv before i started 
properly watching George Shaw and I thought, oh, You look down on the OTTV and then you see Vicky saying, it's like Romeo and Juliet, if Romeo was a twat. And then you just change, <laughs> it snaps into focus yeah. and you're like, this isn't satire, we mean this. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And pointing at the mic in an aggressive way yeah. because we mean that. And if you're not watching George Shaw, you've failed. What's next Sorry. on, on our... We um, is that all of television um, we've covered? We haven't mentioned Doctor Who. Because, you, know, oh, you know, it was, it was good, fine, whatever. Arrested Development. I, was, I, I don't know. Oh, I was that interested came out by. Good, didn't it? Yeah. Did, do you, any of you watch it? Or? Yeah, watched it all. Yeah. I it thought was it was... Good. I liked it. It was good. It was interesting. It was different. was what I liked most about it. It, it seems to have different. not quite made the impact that I think they were expecting it to make. Yeah. I think because people sort of... It wasn't Arrested Development as it was. It was an experiment in something different that was meant to be the first act of a movie that they got the money to stretch out in something more. Yeah. Should we? Because when David Lynch does that, it's much better than normal David Lynch. Yeah. I, think. I think all David Lynch's best work is when he's being forced to make film, make TV series out of films he wanted to make <laughs> and isn't allowed to. Yeah, Arrested Development, that happened. Everyone talked about that. Um, yeah. well, there's any old Doctor Who that was on. There was some twee fetishisation of Britishness involving Sue Perkins, yes. I imagine. That kind of thing <laughs> happened. Um... Whatever. I watched. I, I, I liked Arrow. No, not seen it. Good. Yeah. What's that about? Um, the DC Comics character. Mm-hmm. Uh, Green yeah. Arrow. Yeah, that was quite good. Cool. It was interesting. It was, you know. I've decided that I think I'm uniquely qualified to rate and rank um, every TV chef. Um, Why is that? Why uniquely? Because uh, I've watched more of it than anyone else. <laughs> Not because you're a superior cook. No, no, no. no it's not. It's nothing to do with cooking. It's nothing to do with cooking. I think like. everyone has like a default channel that they put on. And it's cooking on the TV. Yeah. And Simon's is cook. Simon's is a good. Is the food channel, and mine is probably Comedy Central, just because it's like, if I don't want to watch anything, but I want to have something on in the background, I'll default to either Sky News or a news yeah. channel or Comedy Central. Good food plus one. And Simon always defaults to good food. <laughs> no, good food, food plus, plus one. Plus I never one. put it on good food. For some reason. I always want to watch what was being cooked an hour ago. Because um, then it's ready. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and I was thinking about it, I was thinking I could actually do like a whole blog with like a hundred entries of... Oh, and wow. I, and I'm not, no, I'm not really going to do that. But then I was thinking someone suggested you do it in song and I thought actually I could make like a five album box set <laughs> with like a song in order from Keith Floyd, who's the best TV chef of all time, to Nigel Slater, who is the worst. Um, in my view, and I think I can back that up. I would it's, have it's, to buy the album to find out why. To our, <laughs> to our coolness over this side of the room, that we don't know what he's talking about. Nigel Slater is the worst TV chef. <laughs> I know because he's got he combines all the bad qualities of the other terrible TV chefs. He's got the the preciousness of Gary Rhodes, which is awful. <laughs> um, but he also has the smug middle classness of Hugh Fernley Whittingstall. He's got the irritating voice of everyone with an irritating voice. He's got he's got the sort of the way it's shot is like he's got the staid shotness of, of Delia. It's like everything bad you've ever seen in a TV chef, Nigel Slater embodies that he's he's the worst. because uh, like yeah. whereas whereas Keith Floyd is like is, is punk rock in in cooking in form. Chef. He's the one who just got drunk all the time. No, he didn't just get drunk. <laughs> you see, Keith Floyd, drunk Keith, Floyd, Keith Floyd applied the, uh, the meaning and legacy of punk to the cooking show in a way that was more pure and beautiful than anything I can imagine. Especially in his uh, in his series Floyd's Fjord Fiesta, in which he's got quite late because he kind of run out of things to do. And he'd done like Spain and Italy and France, and then he goes, "Oh, I'll go do one in Norway." But he doesn't cook any Norwegian food. He just cooks like Thai food while getting drunk. Standing in a fjord, 
Like not by a fjord, like actually in a fjord. And he's not cooking Norwegian food. It's just, he's completely mental. And he's, he's a genius. Well, there's a great episode. And it's terrible that he's he, dead. Um, where he um, makes an omelette and the French lady who was watching him just tastes it and goes, no, it's rubbish. It's <laughs> amazing. Yeah. And like, that's all. Like, that you see that happening. It's not like he cuts or anything. You're like, no, she doesn't like it. <laughs> there's one thing we've noticed in the last few days about Delia Smith's Christmas collection, right? Where um, Delia Smith's Christmas collection, she has a... A, a blonde woman sometimes who tells her what wine to drink with what she's cooked and my theory is that at, so, at some party when Delia was a bit drunk and this woman was drunk and Delia's husband was a bit drunk this woman like G- Delia's husband unprompted made a pass at this woman uh, and Delia has since punished her every time she appears on television by making her wear <laughs> terrible dresses and she'll be like turning up she'll turn up in like just a twin set or something and she'll be like I've got a dress for you to wear. <laughs> and like, I'm like, no, Delia, not, not the dress. Because like, she's got the worst dresses in the world. And I think it's this weird... And I think every time you can't see Delia's face full frontal, she's like, like pulling a face at this one going, you bitch, you think it's your blonde, my husband. You, yeah. It's like, she doesn't take it out on her husband, even though it was his fault. She takes it all out on this, this blonde woman who, who does the wine. The wine expert. Yeah. Um, also, in Delia Smith's Christmas section, the music is by um, the fairer sax. <laughs> <laughs> which is brilliant so food of the year mm. food you've had of the year that was really good oh, um... I thought this oh was... well I think we have an easy easy answer for that because we went to the um yeah, we did. Blumenthal's restaurant. We did go to oh, the Fat wow. Duck, yeah. didn't we? Yeah. We went to the Fat Duck. We, we was didn't a present for, it. for Simon. It was a present. From <laughs> and, um, and yeah, that was ridiculous. Which what is very kind have? of him. We had a... <laughs> well, that could what take did we several have? hours. Okay. <laughs> what did we have? Oh, we, we have the um, thingy up there somewhere. Let's just read it out. No, let's not read it out. Oh, okay. All right. Let's just let's just say one thing. I mean, there was there was that lamb thing that they did. Yeah. Which was very, very clever. And if you want to be pretentious about food, <laughs> it was this lamb. Basically, it was like it was like roast lamb and mint sauce, but like obviously looked amazing, but... What was what was amazing about it was, despite being like the most ridiculously rarefied thing you've ever seen in your life, the first thing you got when tasting it was like lamb and mint sauce from your childhood, and it was like it was like <laughs> ratatouille. It was that kind of thing. It was, yeah. it was very good. I kind of feel like I because I think that fine dining is like a genre of food, and it isn't my favourite genre. Like my favourite genre of food is probably like cheap Asian <laughs> weird stuff with like tendons in it, but. As 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 the fine dining genre, I feel like I've had like as good as you're going to get. Yeah. So I kind of that sort of saved me a lot of money in going to lesser restaurants. <laughs> I didn't have to bother because <laughs> uh, I've been to the Fat Duck now. now. I feel a bit embarrassed about it because there's no way we could ever afford to go to the Fat Duck. But on this occasion, we were, we were had a stroke of luck. And, it was a gift. Yeah. Yeah. It was uh, that was amazing. Mm. So thanks for that. Like I'm, I'm bad. I'm very bad with food, but I think can I go for an ingredient that I have? Yeah, yeah, that's perfect. The Borough Market Parmesan, which is amazing mm. it's just it's just it's right by my work borough market i yeah. go there buy it great on lots of food it's great i'm awful at food i can barely cook anything my favorite genre is probably pizza so i eat, <laughs> I eat very very spicy who's pizza. the best pizza do you reckon um like papa john's that a good revolution i really like pizza express really thin ones yeah. yeah I like the thin ones too it's a shame it's Pizza Express I wish they had more of the like the German Italian See, ones because in, oh, really? in, in well in the Berlin got they've got the proper Berlin, stone oven pizza, ones oh. doesn't cost very much because there isn't much there really thin lovely taste lovely lovely smoky taste mm. to it and it's just really simple and it's easy to eat it's not doesn't make you feel bloated or anything so they always Wonderful. have the same it's just loads of pepperoni loads of jalapeno chili mm. flakes fantastic yeah 
Yeah, I think we're gonna have pizza tonight, are we? We might have to now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> did, you, did you? What was the best thing you ate this year? Um, the octopus balls at Pompoco. Fucking like oh, octopus yeah, balls, man! Really good. Oh yeah. I wish they, because you know, in like in um, Kyoto, I think it's I think no, it's Osaka. In Osaka, that's where they're from. But like, in Osaka, they have whole restaurants. That's all they sell. It's octopus balls, and you can, like they kind of do them on the table with a toothpick. Are they like tentacles wrapped around? Yeah, the tentacle, door? and it's like basically a donut with an octopus tentacle. Oh, cool! <laughs> but they're amazing. They're like it's like you only get like fresh donuts by the pier, and like they're yeah, pretty yeah. fresh. It's sort of that kind of texture, but obviously savoury, with um, an octopus bit opposite. Really good. What? Yeah, I like those ones. Kimchi, I've eaten a lot of kimchi this year. Been into yeah. that. Uh, Champy's fried chicken in Ooh, Chattanooga, yeah. Tennessee. Yeah, that was we, fucking that was very, very, very good. We also had fried green tomatoes for the first time, which I had never had. Oh, before. I've le learned to make paella. Oh, did you? Oh, which good. is good. Is that arrogant to say something you? It's no, not no, the favourite thing I've had, but yeah, yeah, I made paella. I've made quite a lot of twice cooked pork. Yes, that's been very, very good. Really good. I too am a very bad cook, Tom. So. We kind of have a deal in this house, which is that I do not have to do the cooking, <laughs> I do the tidying up. See, I'm, I'm a very bad cook, I'm a very bad eater, but I love just simple, because I blame it on the fact I've got um, dyspraxia, which is like a mixing up of signals in the brain, which means mm. my coordination is awful, and one of the things you saw, it's, it's, it's like, like dyslexia. Huh? Is it like airplane? Airplane, I've got a drinking problem then. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like Not quite that bad, <laughs> but what, what it does with. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, if there was someone who was less nice and you know might find that offensive, it was quite I, offensive. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is it like Sorry. is it like in the Goonies? You know, that big guitar is there. Is it like... I'm surprised you didn't say, "Where's your chair then? Why? Why haven't you?" Is got it a like chair? in my left foot, Tom? Is it almost yeah. like? <laughs> well, it's 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 weird in that. It's it's <laughs> it's just the phrase. Eating problem makes me think of drinking <laughs> problem from airplane. For me, it's it's like it, one of the things is texture hypersensitivity. So, like when I'm chewing food, meat I find like eating rubber. Mm. So I basically all I eat is thin, crispy pizza, things like crisps, awful, awful food, especially for a type one diabetic. Uh, and pasta. Then own it. What is your food of the year? Crisps. <laughs> no, no, because it generally is the parmesan. Because I have that on all sorts of pasta. Yeah, and it's really, yeah. really nice. You should, yeah. you should just, or you could like go and find every single crisp in the world yeah. and try them all. It's a good mm. idea. I, I, I know it's really, really yeah. middle class, but I quite like those vegetable curl crisps. <sighs> Not all of them, but every now and then oh, you'll come across like one it. that's okay, like the parsnip <coughs> one or something. That was all right. Was oh, and pate. Nice. I didn't like pate until yeah, They're not like as good as but salt vinegar crisps. No, no. Any meat. What's the sauce? Exactly. The sauce? Just yeah. love meat. I just love crushed up meat. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what's great. Monkfish cheeks. Mm. If you've not had a monkfish cheek, get on it. They're fucking amazing. <laughs> Skip monkfish cheeks. Seriously, quite seriously, monkfish cheeks like the best thing you. Is it a cut of fish that you? It's the cheek of it. So you get you get a monkfish and then it gets cheek, and then you eat it. Really, you cook it. But then, if you've not had a monkfish cheek, I I heartily recommend it. Yeah. Anyway, what's next on my list of things to say? Gig of the year, because people. That's the kind of thing people actually ask us. What was your gig of the year? I didn't go to any that I didn't play. And the best one I played was the one with the orchestra. Yes. I missed that one. It was, yeah, we're it was probably, amazing. hopefully, um, listeners, we will be doing that again next year at a larger venue, which should be really good. Um, I played um, with um, 
Martin White and his Mystery Fax Machine Orchestra. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Um, he played. He, he we had we had parts written for quite a few of the Diseases of England songs, and he they played strings and brass behind, which was really really amazing because you you you're at the front, and you're like, holy shit, this is what it sounds like in my head. <laughs> this is what it sounds like in my head. And All it's other gigs have like, since been a bit disappointing because yeah. just yeah. without the orchestra is not as fun. And also, but like actually that gig. Probably the gig that, because we were not top of the bill, Mikey Bessel um, mm. was top of the bill, and if if I did have to pick a gig by someone else, yeah, that would probably have been it. That mm-hmm. was amazing. He was mm-hmm. fantastic. He was just very understated and brilliant and beautiful yeah. singer. Yeah. So I'll probably say that, given that I haven't <coughs> been to any others. But like, but even if I had been to some others, if I'd been to see like the XX or something, I definitely wouldn't have said that. <laughs> I'm trying to think of gigs I've been to. Um... I tend to go to sort of the science comedy ones, and I went to one of those last Saturday, mm-hmm. which is something I always do with family. I buy them once at kids, and that was really good. They had uh, Commander Hadfield, the guy from the ISS, huh? came on and sang Space Oddity, and they did a Q&A with him and Ross Noble, which was <laughs> fantastically strange. Um, they had Brian Cox doing a big... Yeah, it was It was just those are always like reliably good. Mm-hmm. And the only gigs that I can think of that I've been to are ones by you guys... You, saw, um, you can say them. I mean, if, if that's if that's the truth, <laughs> I don't want to. But if those were the best gigs, well, of the, year, the one, the one, the ones last sure Friday and were. Saturday were probably the best two I've been to this year. I really enjoyed the one last Friday. Actually. It was really good, mate. It? it was nice. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah, it was fun. Plus, Chris was great. Keith's good and well, great. Sorry, I don't mean to do that in order. I yeah, just that, wanted to think of a different really word. Good. I like that. In, it's the one with the most highest percentage of Italians. <laughs> yeah, and to. also that because well, I've got, said before about how we've got one person per city in the world, and that's that's the st- that we are this globally unsuccessful band, and it's a very strange <laughs> position to be in. But like the one guy who liked us in the city in Italy, where Stefano is from, Stefano, who came to see us for the first ever time last Friday, and he was there um, with just his mates. who obviously don't like us. I think they enjoyed it, yeah. like, but it's clearly they, they were not fans. It was only the one of them that was a fan. But it, as it was, we were just playing to a room full of oh, Italians. I, I, um, I know this sounds really sort of small and stuff, but there's something really because obviously, despite being unsuccessful on a global scale, we we set we post out a lot of merchandise, and especially this year because of Diseases of England having this three part thing, there's lots of merchandise to post. So I spent most of the year posting things, and the, the, so much so that the people at the post office know me now and <laughs> offer me deals and do all sorts of things, which is just wonderful. Mm. But it's really nice for me to meet someone I've been posting things to for the last four years yeah. and to put, it's, it's, it's really stupid but it's really it's like oh I feel like I know you somehow because like, you write your name out on a piece of cardboard um, which was lovely I, yeah, I'm I, glad I, to I hug gave him. him a hug yeah. Yeah, I was too. like hey I know you sometimes you just have to hug someone <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. Lydia did you go to any good gigs? I don't think I went to any this year I can't no I, li- I, li- I only went to your ones that's right, you can say that. Like <laughs> music in Brighton is very good. That is true. Yeah, I. I mean, it's, yeah, it's not, which is really good. You've bad. been to Pog gigs, they've been alright, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're Pog. good. They were good gigs. Alright, gigs. Actually, I've been to lots of gigs that are friendly. Just... That's just because all my old school friends go and. They're fun, but yeah. I think you'll. I mean, you know, I say, so we played, played. I mean, again, we just mainly only been to gigs that we, we've played, but like Art Brute are consistently the best live band I've in the world. I've never seen Art Brute. They're the best live band in the world. They just are, yeah. and like they, they still are. I even exactly and that. that was that was. Um, I had a ticket. To I was. I was annoying as usual. I started listening to Art Brute again really a couple that. of months ago, and I had exactly the same reaction I did when I was sixteen. 
which was slightly disconcerting. <laughs> like just wanting to go around like shouting the lyrics at people. The, the exact same <laughs> level. <laughs> like I haven't matured at all when I go back to which is good. But Eddie is the only person in the world who, of whom, well, you know, there are other kind of, but of whom I'm healthily, consistently jealous. <laughs> like I'm jealous of lots of people, but in a kind of like angry that isn't fair way. But with Eddie, I'm kind of like it is fair. And I'm jealous, and that makes me want to try harder. Because he's, so, I mean, like that band—they're the best like band in the world. I've never seen better. Like in terms, of, I've you know seen like Pulp and stuff, and they're on the same level. And like I kind of, yeah, it's really annoying. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, in, but not in a way that like because you know you see some people who are super successful, and you kind of go, oh, this is disgusting that the world is set up in such a way that you are successful. I've never felt like that. That uproot. I just kind of think, yeah, it's really good that you are. This good and See, that I, is really not, annoying. I'm, not jealous, I'm jealous of people that have seen Art Brute, so my jealousy. <laughs> I've seen them loads. <laughs> I've seen them like thirty times. Yeah, uh, yeah but no gigs. We we saw people yeah. we know and they were great as usual, we and then we didn't bother seeing anyone else because they're shit. We played lots of them. Too. Everyone we don't know is rubbish. That's the basic fact. Yeah. Um, so next, what is done TV done podcast word of the year. Oh, Simon's got one, that's why. I know my word of the year, but what is your word of the year? Lydia. Um, I believe that the internet thinks it is twerk. (laughs) (laughs) No, my personal word. I think I'm sort of using the word pussy in a way that, like, a derogatory way that I didn't like to mean lame, which I didn't Mm. really use I'm sorry, Lydia. Which I kind of like. (laughs) That's probably my fault. (laughs) Yeah, it it probably is, but... I kind of like, because you, you need a new sort of insult for the people that you really mm. hate. And yeah. then that's my one for this year. Yeah, yeah it's a good one. So it's probably because like, me and Lydia have done quite a lot of... Is that women? In... I don't. Oh, yeah. Well, we're women, so it's all right, isn't it? Um, just ask you. I just think of... Cause... Sorry, a bit pussy, right? I'm just... <laughs> See, I always think that the fact that you need a word like that means that no matter what you call someone, because cunt is going to be quite offensive. So as, I mean... I don't I think, offensive. I think they're just... There's a distinction. That's what I'm saying. There's a distinction. There's a distinction now. There has to be a distinction between someone offensive who you don't like. See, when I think of any of those words, I think of just someone I don't like. Someone offensive or obnoxious or something like that. Most words like that are kind of. There's a clear dissociation that everyone has. I just think there's no. There's there's no point in telling people to stop using words because people never stop using words in the way that they want to. There is definitely a sense in which. There is definitely a sense in which being told that something is not funny makes you use it saying the thing as if it was funny, funny. Yeah. yeah. And that is a definite problem that people should work out. Okay? If the more you say that that thing is not funny, then the more it makes it funny when someone says it as if it was funny. Yeah. <laughs> which yes. I think you know what I mean. Um, yeah, so no. pussy is your word of the year. Yeah. I'm delighted to discover. That is... God, I'm really sorry she for set the bar high, members Tom. that are listening to this. <laughs> No, she's set the bar high. Time. My bar is very low, I'm afraid, because I always have the same word because I think it, it encapsulates something, which is just connotations. I think connotation is just it. That's not as good I as pussy. Like it. It's um, not. I know, I know, it's very low. I'm sorry. Yeah. I just think it. it, it I don't think you should be allowed to have the same word nuance. every year. I think the, the, whole, the whole concept of a thing of the year is that, um, it is, it is that it's year. malleable and changes. Have you thought a lot about so that's, yeah, I suppose that's my favourite word. I am currently thinking now. about it. I'm currently thinking about it. I suppose that's it. my favourite word. So that's your favourite word. That's not your word of the year. I want a word. It's got to have a broader significance to the people beyond your immediate It's got instance. a, like... Because, okay, so pussy was one which I've started using in yeah. the past she year. She said in, pussy a lot. In, what have you said In a loads? different way. 
Twerk? Have you said, have you said I've twerk? I've never said the word twerk. No, you have. <laughs> That's my gift to you. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Like, if you were having a conversation with someone about about like something that you, someone that you really hate, uh, what would you call them? What would I call? What's their name? Just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just just list off. The come, name. come back, come back to me. I'll, I'll think. All oh, right, Julia. What's your word of the year? God. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to find one that I've used very much. Probably, I've probably used the word hippie quite a lot this year. <laughs> um, You've said motherfucker a lot. I've said motherfucker a lot. I say motherfucker a lot. I, I, I've done a lot of sewing this year, and when the sewing machine doesn't do what it's told, I go, motherfucker. <laughs> and I do it over and over again. And That's probably the word you've me. said most this year, I think. Mm-hmm, probably. Don't touch me, motherfucker. Don't touch me, motherfucker. Um, the, the, um, uh, I think probably hippies comes from doing lots of fairs to sell the gobbles at and doing them early in the morning and I'm not I, I'm alright in the morning if I haven't done lots of night shifts but if I have done night shifts I get a bit tired and, and but the, the problem is that you're not fully conscious when you're that tired as you probably know when you're really tired you I mean I don't remember for example how I got home this morning I know that I did get yeah. home because I'm here I know that I used public transport but I don't remember looking at anything or seeing anything because you're not fully conscious and I think that's why when you're taking public transport and you're living in a place like Brighton, you end up saying things like fucking motherfucking hippie got in my way, got in my motherfucking way and stopped me from getting my motherfucking ticket. And I missed my motherfucking train. Fucking hippie. Yeah, that kind of thing. So that hippie probably hippie. motherfucking hippie. Probably. Motherfucking hippie. Yes. <laughs> phrase, but yeah, phrase of the year. Yeah. 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 Is, I'm no longer thinking of word of the year. I'm just thinking of what I would use to insult someone. I think I'd probably call them a shit state. Because that still has some connection to something nasty. Yeah. Whereas most words that are disambiguated, if you really want to offend someone, it has to be something that isn't dissociated from that. And yeah. I think that's not used enough. It doesn't have it. to be an insult. No, I know, but now I'm stuck yeah. on that. That was just my... <laughs> I'm sorry, that was, that was just my way. Don't apologise. Um, Never apologise. is a totally, is very much disassociated, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, like, absolutely. It's not really... Because if you were to say you are complete vagina, that doesn't work no. it, at all. Like you're kind of like, well, that doesn't mean anything at all, really. Unless, it, like, whereas pussy kind of is connected. Cunt just is not connected to it at all. It's like more so. I think in America it's got a slightly different history. It's yeah. got a divergent history that makes it. In worse. America, up until recently, saying it was completely not okay. I think. I think. Well, I think it was used more of a, more as a insult against women more recently in America. I mean, I think in Britain it's usually an insult directed against men. Yeah. And I think in America it's more usually an insult directed against women as a means of sexually demeaning them. Mm. So it's got a different connotation. Yeah. It's not as you can't, ah, you can't. But the best phone call I ever heard in Brighton was a man just like standing at the bus stop whose phone rang and he just went, you can't. <laughs> you can't. Oh, you can't. You can't. You can't. You can't. <laughs> All right, you can't. You can't. Yeah. All right. And then put his phone down. That was it. The entire conversation. <laughs> and I thought that was beautiful and that uh, kind of poetry in the way. My word of the year is euphoric. Ooh. No, because of 4chan and <laughs> what it now means. I love the fact that euphoric now means a man on the internet who wears a fedora and likes to complain about people being religious. <laughs> Which is because it's amazing. Like, this is why I love the internet. So someone on Reddit posted that they were not a professional quote maker or anything but uh how's this and like they kept trying to come up with a quote and there's something along the lines of um long lines i i don't need something about phony gods 
because I am in this moment I am euphoric because I am enlightened by my own intelligence and uh, that was their idea of like a professional quote that people could put next to their name and put on Facebook and then 4chan found it and now euphoric has entirely changed its meaning <laughs> to mean a man in a fedora um, on the internet who likes to so I, oh, that's, I think that was a brilliant thing that's happened in language and well done to all of them let's move, let's I move. love the two the two um, technology ones which is that the new iOS makes it waterproof and the way that they could get hundreds, I think, probably thousands of people to brick Xbox Ones for trying to tell them they could make it reverse compatible. <laughs> Which is both 4chan and both just brilliant. <laughs> I mean, everyone knows you just need to delete System32 from it. Yeah, exactly. That's how you fix all problems on the computer. Um, okay, so cultural event of non-specific nature that is not any of those other things or music of the year. So that could be theatre, stand-up comedy... Uh, Performance art, static mime, I don't know anything. Punch drunk for us, probably. Yeah. I reckon. Punch drunk, the the theatre, the um, mm. the theatre, what is it? What is Punch The Drowned drunk? Man. The Drowned Man, which is in Paddington. Uh, in Paddington, which is still running, I think running till February now. It's pretty exciting, I'm going to get tickets. Yeah, you should yeah I checked it out. I don't yeah. know if you said Annie. I, I'm discussing with her whether she wants to go to it or not. Everybody that we. I was yeah. scared. Um, I think Lily I think was both scared. Caroline and Lily were a little bit apprehensive. And both now. They were fine. Yeah. You know, they were fine. Wearing a, the mask does something. To I, you I, as well. I have to go back because we went during the previous. So it was like just immediately after it started. I think it developed quite a lot since then. Oh really? A lot more one-to-one stuff happens now that didn't happen when we were there. I really need to get tickets again. I'm hoping that I, my granddad sends me some money for Christmas so I can yeah. buy a ticket. Yeah, the the Drown Man in um, Paddington, which is a kind of immersive theatre. Please, we may wear a mask and wander around watching people. Yeah. Doing things is very, very good. We love that. It's a bit like being in a computer game, as well as being in a David Lynch um, <laughs> film, it, it, as well as being in a in a. Uh, um, like if 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 Mulholland Drive was a computer game, and and a film that is happening real. at the same time, as well as being backstage, it's like it's a lot of things. It's it's like a it's a very very interesting experience. Yeah, magic, magical. Way. Very, very much so. Yeah. Tom, thing that thing thing like that idea. Stand up comedy it could be. Static mime. Best static mime you've seen all year. <laughs> the worst thing is I'm thinking of a football match. No, no, that's perfect, because that's I'm something. I'm thinking that of I... going to Anfield, which is a Liverpool stadium, which is meant to be the best in the country and I think is. Hmm. And seeing Southampton win one nil and being in the away end and it was awesome. I'm afraid that's that's yeah. No, no, that's perfect. That's good. That's it was fantastic. It, there's something about. Was there a moment of exquisite beauty in someone? Uh, there were two. One of which was a Gerard free kick, which was just tipped wide, mm. and the other was our goal, which was just a very simple goal from a corner, knocked in. But the, the there's something about uh, beating <laughs> Liverpool, the euphoria. When you are Southampton. Yeah, there <laughs> that is. is that is there is something about that, and there's something about being in a crowd that. I, I, yeah. I it, it's it's yeah it's, it's difficult to explain if you're not, and which is why some people outside just don't don't get it at all. Well, which well, is fine. I understand that people don't don't do that. People we don't. we have a friend called Joy um, who lives in America, mm. and she was describing, she was calling effervescence. Yeah, like that's a like really good a, word for it. It's yeah, good, it's a good word. For there's it, bubbles. There's little bubbles yeah. of of just energy coming off everyone yeah, yeah. So not, not, not in a literal way obviously but in a sort of it, it is it's bubbling out from this everyone is... and even if, if you're not feeling it at the moment in a minute you will and I was when I was yeah. uh, about 13 I went to see Brentford that's the only football match I've been to 
and I mainly remember eating sweets. <laughs> I don't remember any moments of exquisite beauty. See, I've managed to get... I, I've started bringing Annie along to matches. And but the sweets were really nice. It, and I'm not sure... I think it's worth... Even if, I think it's worth spending enough time with a sport. Football, I think, is the, yeah. is the best one um, for that. To, to find a moment of exquisite beauty yeah. so you know what's being talked about. Because I think they do exist. I'm not massive into sport or anything, but you know, I can think of times when I've gone, wow, that, that I see what they mean when they say that football's beautiful. That, that mm. I see what they mean. I, mean, I, like I Sometimes I, I, I feel like when you get to half-time in some games, um, I'm a time one diabetic, and you, I get the feeling of going low, and it's like you can feel your heart beating, and it's like an adrenaline rush. Mm. And I, so I always think at the half-time I'm low because I feel like I'm having a bit of an adrenaline rush. Mm. Which I don't, I don't identify correctly, just as a personal thing. Yeah. So I go in and get sweets, and I'm actually fine. It's just that. Yeah, yeah. You're on edge the entire time. Yeah, totally. Which mm. I, I don't know. Pretty I, cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, I've never been to a big game. I, I like watching the World Cup mm. and the Euro um, Euro Cup. I like. It is I like prohibitively watching... expensive these days as well. Yeah, exactly. It's really like, just to go just to going to Brighton one, horrible. the American yeah. Express Stadium. It's like the, the cost is just it's ridiculously it's high I unless know, you buy a season ticket. I think. Which I, is I will. The season the ticket is very expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like. Um, we came back from tour once um, a couple of years ago, and we were both really sick. Mm. Um, and we watched, I think it was the World Cup we watched. Yeah, I think it was the World Cup. Um, and um, we were kind of sitting here in tracksuit bottoms with Coca-Cola. <laughs> we really watched like nearly really, every game. Really, nearly those, every game, yeah. Pop, 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 the ones that popped the ones that were on at the same time. We See, I, I don't get into the World Cup as much because I don't, I identify with the place I came from in England much more than I identify with England. Yeah. Well, we end up, we always end up supporting Germany because Julia. She, <laughs> she immediately betrays, that's a good betrays her country and yeah. supports. Better team than England. There was a great, um, I was at work, uh, okay, Again, a couple of years ago, and um, Messer, like him, didn't I, I like Messer. Oh, Ozil, he's yeah. fantastic! He's a great player. Um, I, I like. Um, I saw him. I, I saw was, him. Sorry. So no, it's why I was um, in a room full of English elderly people, mm. um, and one Polish elderly person, and me, <laughs> and um, I think Germany scored, and both of us. <laughs> this, this ailing man and me just got out of our seats and went oh <laughs> and what I did there listeners is I jumped up and then sat down very quickly because quite a lot of the other people in the room had been in a war against Germany um, having realised this I was like oh shit um, and it was very funny and we shared a little moment me and the Polish guy see I, 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 I once England are not knocked out I'm, I'm with you and I'll go and I'll switch to Germany. Yeah. I can't do it until England. Yeah. I, 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 I have a genuine reason I support Germany. I, I like the way that they you play. Just love Hitler, they play. No, I but like I think that the, the English team really they're getting better again. But they, there was a period where they really sucked and they sucked for stupid reasons, like really stupid reasons, like not working together and not yeah. playing, like not being well, a this, team. This, and, this Sven kind of... team is a very ugly team to watch. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's um, been it has been much much better this year. Yeah, it, it feels I like it's I think I think I think what you what you I remember you saying is what it was the when you it, it, a sort of scrappier, worse team who were trying to score is a lot better to watch than like because yeah, Sven Goranek yeah. had a very good team who didn't do anything and tried to win every game one nil, and it was just really ugly and but like yeah. you kind of wanted Germany to beat them just to get them to do. something. It's been yeah, very exactly. noticeable this year. I mean, I watched the Ukraine game, which was a one of the worst games of football I've ever seen, which was a nil nil, mm. and then to go from that to the two recent friendlies. Or the, the recent games, partly because they have Southampton players in the squad now. Yeah. But I'm just—it's just so much better, so much more exciting. We like the manager now. Yeah. My granddad approves of the manager. Hushing. Uh, yeah. 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 Well, we, 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 my family—they're my mum's family are all baggies. So it's yeah. Ah. So like, you know, Hodgson <laughs> gets the nod of approval in. I was in my mum's household. Up at the baggies stadium for the first game of the season. We won with the last minute penalty. 
Yeah, fuck you. Um, <laughs> Lydia. Lydia. Um, I went to see the... They did reenactment games after the Olympics mm. in the stadium, and I went to see the Paralympics reenactment. Mm. Oh. I was trying to... I, I thought, oh, I haven't been to anything cultural, and then I remember, oh, I did that. Yeah. It's good. It makes you feel really lazy. So, <laughs> Especially if you're, what, like, what, sitting what, down. I have no idea what that is. Um... They take no. What, I mean, the Paralympics. What's that? <laughs> that's, that's, that's not what I mean. Um. Um, it's um, they get some people who are in the Paralympics. Yeah. So obviously, all of the British people, and then like various people from different countries. Mm-hmm. So it's not everyone, but they do. But they're they're proper races yeah. and proper competitions, and all of them. And they happened, and the, the, so it's in oh, the wow. big stadium. They all sort of happen at once. Right. But the the commentary sort of Does it not crash into each other? Straight. <laughs> so it's the same. That sounds amazing. <laughs> if a little bit. Um so you can sort of, so you can like watch so you could watch lots of different things at once and then there were like the most and then like the big races were. So cool. are they, chore- so are they choreographed like to finish the really same cool. way? Are they choreographed to finish the same way or are they like actual like rematches? Is there is there is there emotion in the competition or is it no, just they're, you're they're watching? Actual matches but okay. the people but not everyone is there no 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 of course but but no they're, 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 all pro- they're proper races yeah, yeah, it's yeah, properly yeah. people okay. trying to win mm-hmm. and everyone was yeah everyone cheered the British people more <laughs> I'd sort of cheer the American people more because yeah. there are lots of really arrogant American athletes which I kind of <laughs> if, if someone were to set a record would it count oh yeah no right probably not because of the limited participation okay but I mean, the record is like you're racing against history. Not it's, a com- it's a competition record, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah, maybe. I'm not sure. Yeah, anyway, that was good. Yeah, that sounds cool. All right, what else is there? Oh, yeah, music. Because <laughs> I've kind of left this stuff, because I really, you know, this is the main reason I think that we wanted to do this and have some other people here, um, is that we, we, we were asked by a couple of blogs and things to say our albums of the year. And I, I didn't really like any. Um, so, and music that I've listened to this year, I really haven't listened. I mean, I just think I'm kind of past the idea of new music as a as a genre. Don't really like it. Uh, I like old music and things. And what I've listened to this year, really, for the most part, wasn't released this year. Um, so it's not the easiest one to say. I've mainly listened to Exotica and City Bounce and Truck Driving Country. And uh, recently, I've been listening to one song by Mark Knopfler over and over again. And that's really all I've listened to. This I've year. been listening to. Love is the Drug by Roxy Music over and over again at three o'clock in the morning recently. Good choice. My phone stopped accepting headphones, so I haven't been listening to any music very recently. Mm. Um, well, there's the music of the, the streets. Yeah. <laughs> it's difficult no, to No, the lab, the lab is, fairly, is fairly soundproof, so we don't even hear anything from the outside world. Mm. They try and keep us... You don't have music playing when you're in the lab then or anything? Oh, I would, but my there's not, there's yeah. not the, the, the rhythmic chinkabell in my flasks. Yeah, I suppose there's, there's the music of the lab. There's the, the incubator going round and round and round and that's, round. That's your album there's of the year. There's the pumps. Yeah. Talking Heads, Talking Heads are good. Really okay. nice talking heads I, yeah, I mean, did you bring them part three? Pretty great. Yeah. Um, I mean, there have been some really good albums released by people we know. Uh, so, like, Keith made a really great album. Johnny Coda. Oh, yeah, Johnny Coda and the yeah. A-Grades, that, their album was amazing. Um, Mikey Jordan hasn't released his yet, though. No, that's coming out yeah. in January, February, isn't it? So, yeah. um, Keep me into this. I listen to dance music quite a lot this year. Um, 
But that's just like there's like dance music that I like that is coming out now. I mean, I quite oh, like I, like I quite like Calvin Harris and all special those special requests. Like, that's a great album. Special requests that's good. And um, but like, I think I I really like the TuneIn Radio app. I, lo- I use that a lot and I listen to like s- styles of music which is probably uh, a very yeah, sort of 21st century thing to do I listen to old country music stations so that. if I feel like a bit it's of country it's really good for that you've got to sort of feel like you're there in the States the best thing about that as well exactly yeah is that is that you if you feel like listening to some country music from Austin you put on some you put on an Austin yeah. radio station and it's like tells you the weather for that area yeah. and stuff and so actually you are kind of it's a bit like being in a computer game because like you're walking around Doing your things in your in your space that you're familiar with, but actually you're listening to something that's completely yeah. targeted at something else, and it's kind of like it's re- I don't know it's a really interesting no, twenty first century the music thing. I listen to these games, these video game soundtracks, just because I'm playing them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm but trying also, to think which I've really liked. Well, I listen to really loud punk because I have to get up early for work now, <laughs> so it sort of keeps me awake. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> listen to Your Blues by Destroyer a lot. It's a good album. Just, you see, you see, the whole mood has gone sort of oh, resigned oh, yeah. and <laughs> no, music. I just think music. Extra is... specs. That's that's the one. Yeah. Some yeah. people yeah. should. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah, um, that's rubbish. That Polly's diary dead. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that shit? Who else yeah. died this year? Death. Of it's just year. really there is a oh, line. Mandela, there probably. is a line yeah. in Thatcher one of died the this X-ray year. specs Thatcher songs, died which oh, is yeah. "I had a dream I was Hitler," and it's like that. That is a. In a song that's actually in a song that someone has written and then recorded, like, oh, anyway, yeah, yeah Margaret, that's, that's, that's what, why extra specs are amazing. What scale do you measure death of the year on? Impact G6. G6. No, it doesn't. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I don't have a scale for measuring death of the yeah. year. I mean, like, humorous, ironic circumstance. <laughs> would be a good one. But... What funny deaths were there? This one, well, no, Darwin suppose, when, this when, because there was that, um. The Canadian woman who died in LA in that hotel um, and was found. Really weird. Oh, what about the guy who got eaten by the German guy? Was that this year? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You sure? I thought that was ages ago. There's a new one. Oh, is there another There's one? There's a new There's one. A new uh, one. I don't think not I've the one who advertised that. online. Have you not seen it? I don't think I've seen it. Ger- a, a new German guy. A new German guy who talked to someone on the internet and then I think it was supposed to be bondage, but then he ate him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm right. sorry for the that sounds quite facetious. It's happened now. I can't do anything. No, no, it's fine. Me uh, being but the, about but the other it. one was this this in it's like this this the Hotel Cecil in Los Angeles, which is where like he's got a history of serial killer stain there. It was a, a young woman who was found in the water tank on the roof on the other side of a locked door, naked and upside down, and they released the video of her in the lift, uh, like in the elevator before just before it happened and she's being really weird and seems to be talking to a ghost it's quite fucked up and like okay. it's one of the it's, but it's, that's really that's probably the weirdest death of the year it was really it's really weird like you kind of watch it and like oh. you know I have I have no bone that is not rational and yet you go oh, that's, that's that's weird <laughs> like, it's a bit Wasn't much the, the spy who was found locked who locked himself in a bag and then got crushed to death was that this year as well <laughs> You know the one, the one who, who obviously of his own volition managed to lock himself in a place where all of his bones would have been broken and then shut the bag. That was this year, wasn't yeah. it? I went to Margaret Thatcher's funeral this year. 
I didn't don't go don't like justify it, just say that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not even going to justify it to you people who don't like You have to, they'll went. never buy your album. Yeah, I know. I went to take pictures, I went to take photographs because it was a big public Cultural, event. Culturally, it would be yeah. That would be interesting to me. And I, I don't like the idea that... I don't like the idea of people kind of going, oh, you did that because you're... Because you haven't thought about this. Because I'm quite clever in some respects, and I have thought about it. And I went and took pictures of women at the event, mostly women. Because I thought that would be an interesting thing to do, because there were lots and lots of women who really liked Margaret Thatcher. I think that And I wanted to see how they behaved. And also, it was really interesting in terms of class, to kind of see different (laughs) members of class... (laughs) attending and how they behaved and how they responded to it um and like i it was especially being female that was very interesting as well when the coffin went past and people were like clapping and stuff i was kind of like this is a very odd feeling i have here that i i'm not quite sure what to do with like i've been brought up very much left wing and still felt kind of proud yeah Uh, i wish i'd gone you would you would have found it really really interesting it was really interesting and like the absence of protest was also really interesting too. There was hardly anybody no, protesting, oh, hardly okay. anybody visibly protesting at the front. Lots of people willing to be happy about it on the internet, but no one. It was who... quite early in the morning. Oh, okay. So I think they just didn't make it down or whatever. I yeah. don't know. But I mean, I was really surprised because normally I would take a lot of pictures of protesters because I've done lots of that. Um, yeah, so I did that, and she died, and I've got some very good pictures of them. Deaths of the year, um, end of year roundup list of the year. <laughs> <laughs> you seen any good end of year roundups on the uh, on the internet? Or... I haven't. I haven't seen any. I would just say it's this one then. Yeah, and, yeah um, definitely. I've seen all of them, and then it's this. Any one. Your journalist of the year? Lol joke. <laughs> none, none of them. None of them. Um, so I think that's probably about it. Soft toy of the year. Soft toy of the year. I'm going to say Huckleberry Fish. I will probably say Herbert Odjig. Uh, but I'd say mm-hmm. also yeah. a good soft toy. Yeah, yeah. Bear is always my favourite. You like soft bear? Toy. Good. Yeah. Well, let me think. I suppose my girlfriend's polar bear flurry is probably the only one that I have seen or formed any attachment to this year, really. Flurry, that's a good name. Uh, and I think that she's had since she was very, very, I think. Does he have a Scottish cousin mm. called McFlurry? <laughs> yeah. uh, you can say that to her later. I will suggest it. I'll probably, I'll probably do you well. Um, next year, there will be all sorts of things happening next year. Quite different, possibly, to what we've been doing this year. Uh, yeah, it's amazing yeah. the stuff I've been doing. Yeah, recently. and um, some gigs with orchestras and um, probably more weird merchandise, probably a new toy as well. I'm thinking about making one of those cut out and assemble theatres. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. Just because every every idea we've had uh. has now become what everyone is doing, because yeah, and so now we've got to think, keep thinking up new stuff, yeah, until we we make such ridiculously obscure items that no one else wants to copy. <laughs> exactly, um, yes. But anyway, that is so that's the end. This we did. Yeah. We, this has been like two hours, but I think that's fine. Oh, wow. cool. No, no, I think that's, I think that was I'm an interesting thing. Anything else of the year? <laughs> no, I'm not going to edit it. Uh, Gobble of the year. Gobble of the year. I think the super fluffy white one is probably my favourite. Pretty good. Yeah. Anything else of the year? Lydia of the year. Person called Lydia of the year, I think, is Lydia. Me. Yeah. It's definitely me. Well, well, oh, there's also Actually, a Lydia. Cool. No, I there's think a Lydia in the Bible <laughs> that sold purple cloth. But she hasn't done as much as me this year, so I'm going to say it's still <laughs> you, me. You both appear to have been patronising. Ba- bacterium of the year. <laughs> bacterium, yeah. Uh, oh, what's been good for me? 
<laughs> Rosetta. The Rosetta that I normally Rosetta. work with are always a, a solid favourite. Okay, excellent. Okay. Uh, should I think of other things? They also have a cool name. Country of the Year. What's the best country? Do you reckon? America again? <laughs> it's exceptional. Um, <laughs> country of the Year. What's the best country? Come on. God. Syria. Syria. That's not... Uh, <laughs> touch and go. Um, yeah. But... Um, well, I suppose nothing in England has been particularly worthwhile. Germany. Oh, Germany. I care quite a lot about what's happening I'm in Egypt like with family there. Egypt, yeah. That's with the counter-revolution and all the horrible stuff that's yeah. been happening. It's messed up. I'm going to say Finland. Um, <laughs> okay, paint colour of the year. There's, there's nothing else of the year. <laughs> Okay, so if this was uh, if this was desert and disc, I'd say out of all the things that we've mentioned, what was the thing of the oh. year? What was the thing? Out of everything we said, it has to be something we've already said. Okay. Lydia first, the thing of the year. The, the fun thing. house. Fun house. <laughs> fun house. The, the movie Fun House. Tom, yeah. what is the thing of the year? See, I have to say my bacteria because that's <laughs> just the the thing that my life revolves around. It's fine. <laughs> it's the same with Funhouse, so that's what my life revolves I think I'm probably going to say To the Moon because I think that probably had a very profound effect on me immediately. And I think that was, I think that to was, the moon is your they thing. deserve applause for that. Yeah, I think Kangao guy made it, Kangao made it all on his own. Yeah, like, that goes, that goes yeah. a proper genius. I, I feel there are many people who I go, Yeah, you're a genius. It kind of annoys me when other people are referred to as geniuses because yeah. I feel very yeah. like I'm the only person who should be allowed to be. He did but a very he, special he thing. He did a special thing. Yeah. Special things if done I met by him, one I'd person. Say, you're a yeah. fucking genius. Plus, he's like 23. It's really annoying. Yeah. Uh, the, the games that are made by one person are always better. I, mean, I think, I think he's got a small studio. Well. I think like three or four people oh, worked yeah, on it. Yeah, I know, I know. I think three or four people worked on it, but that guy Kanga, yeah. I think he did all the writing and the writing on that was amazing. So that guy's amazing. I'm going to say my thing of the year is Huckleberry Fish. And with that, happy Christmas, everybody. Oh, my Huckleberry! now. God bless us everyone. <laughs>